Welcome to Lunch Plus. Yes. It is good to see you guys today. I know, it's good to see you. Yes. Are you guys excited Thank to have you. Serena on today? Yes, I'm Serena. <clears throat> and I'm Marky. We get to have Serena on like as like here and there, and it's always a special treat. I'm excited. Yeah. Who do we have today? Yeah. We have Barrett. She is very excited. She says hello. And Lisa Lamb, hello. Barrett says, good morning, my ladies. Buddy said something in Hebrew, I believe, and I'm assuming it means hello. Um, and then, <laughs> yes, 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 that was very exciting. Comment where you're watching from. We want to see who is on with us today. Yeah. Where are you watching yeah. from? I'm watching from right here, in case you didn't know. Yes, Albemarle, North Carolina. Barrett says she's watching from step number two on the step platform. Two. And I think Priscilla or somebody said she was watching. Yeah, Priscilla said she was watching from the sound booth. Very good. Yeah. I was trying. Do we normally go through table of contents like now? I was like, it like my my mind like blanked. Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. Yeah. Let's see what's let's going on. Show what we have for today. All right, we have Food Mash right after this. I am super excited about this one, guys. I will be on this one. It is going to include, can I give them a hint? Yeah, it's going to include different cheeses, some pretty crazy cheeses. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have what's good. I don't know why they're cracking up, guys. I'm trying to focus. <laughs> they have. <laughs> we have <laughs> what's good with Abby, and she shared something about NASA, which is super awesome. And then we have confessions with none other than my husband, Buddy Crabtree. Aww. Then we are going to go into what's the face. And then what's the phrase? Not the phase. What's the phrase? And then into what's the word? Woo wee, guys, that was a workout. Rachel says hello from seat number two in the media booth. Aww. And we have Pastor William on. Good to see you. Aww. Brittany, Brittany Gass said, Serena's not playing with no. that big coffee cup okay. today. So there's actually only water in this, but this is Marky's. I like to clarify, there's a cat on here. I am not a cat person. She's clarifying. I don't want people to like, get me cat things Yeah, that this. was cool. We gotta make sure. <laughs> gotta make sure people know. I'm a very, I'm heavily a cat person. Also, it's very heavy. It's a workout right here. It is. It is really heavy. <laughs> it's from Priscilla. Priscilla gave it to me as a gift. She also gave me this cup as a gift. So yeah, okay. So this cup, it says... It says, kind, beautiful, and capable of big things. I did not buy this for myself. It was a gift. I just wanted to clarify. I'm not calling myself that. It You're was, quite humble. It was, it was a gift. <laughs> but anyway. Do, uh, do we... Marky basically is a cat. I, <laughs> I know. I relate to them. That well, I think we have questions for yes. today. Let's go with what question number questions? one. I'm excited to do that. Oh. Cursive, gotta read. Do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? <laughs> Today is growth day for us. <laughs> do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? Um, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I really will put anything on it, like anything normal, mm -hmm. but like I I can kind of go anyway with a hot dog. I put, yeah, ketchup and mustard 
on my hot dogs. We went to a place at the beach that had a whole bunch of like crazy hot dogs that had shrimp on some hot dogs. What? And like shrimp? a pickle on the hot dogs. I don't remember what else it was on what? them. Um, but yeah, there's some really yeah. interesting things. How do you guys, do you guys, do you guys have ketchup on your hot dogs? Um, Abby says yes, Priscilla says yes, Buddy says of course. I feel like ketchup is the number one most commonly mm -hmm. used. Um, Condiment. Uh, condiment, that's the word, condiment on hot dogs. I feel like it is. Like, <laughs> I would think so. I know it's, it's very polarizing, the, the ketchup or mustard, but I feel like, I have to say, I think ketchup is more popular. Yeah, I would say so. Do you put mustard on yours? Uh, not really, but I can. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. do, all the time. Yeah. Oh, Rachel says she does not put ketchup on, so we mm. have people who, we do have somebody who doesn't put ketchup on, and there was one comment that I missed. Remember guys, if you are the 100th comment of the day, you get a gift card, so make sure to comment, and mm -hmm. it's really easy. So in order to get a gift card, you basically just have to talk about yourself, and just put all not, these, not answer hard. all these questions about yourself, whatever, and then you get, a, if you're the 100th comment, you get a gift card. So, yeah. Keep commenting. Keep commenting. Barrett says she does use ketchup, but more people eat mustard on hot dogs, though I think she thinks mustard is gross. No. I think more people use ketchup. Um, we will have to Google it. Buddy is our Google go-to. Buddy says ketchup, mustard, and onions is his go-to. I had onions on my hot, on a hot dog the first time uh, a couple days ago when we had it in at the album world place. With Pastor William. Yeah. That cool. was. Is that is that who's watching? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're talking about hot dogs. What are the odds? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that Oh, Barrett has statistics Whoa. for us. We get thrown. <laughs> Whoa. She says, for hot dogs, the most popular comment, condiment was mustard, chosen what? by 72% of respondents, 72. followed by ketchup, which was only 59%, what? then onions, and then relish. Onions are that close too? Thank you for fact <laughs> wow. checking. This is a uh, independent fact checker right here though, wow. so. <laughs> I don't know oh how reliable God. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally unbiased to fact checkers. <laughs> oh, Bear. Ah, oh, Bear. Joni likes your shirt. Thanks. And she likes ketchup. Jerry Savelle Ministries. Yes. Oh, hi, Pastor Nicole. <laughs> hi, Pastor Nicole. And there's Pastor William again. Hi, Mom. I'm being told that oh, my mom is watching. Oh, she is. She's right there. Hi, Marky. Ketchup. <laughs> hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> great, great facts. But he says, speaking of hot dogs, Pastor William is selling them now at the square in Albemarle. Yes, so check they're that really out. good. They're very good. Yeah. Pastor wow. Nicole says, hot dogs need mustard, onion, chili, and slaw. I've never had slaw with it. That's a very North Carolina thing is to just put slaw in everything. It's true. Yeah. And like they put like slaw on their burgers and, you know, all that. Yeah. Yep. Well, I am still amazed that you're talking about hot dogs and Pastor and William was on it. But anyway, I think I think it's time for question number two. I think it is. I think we I, I think I'm I'm curious. What is question number two? What's your choice of soda? You guys are making us work reading cursive. Yeah. <laughs> what is your choice of soda? Oh Robbie Robbie Gas is chili cheese for the hot dogs. Mm, okay. My, my mom said, Dad is a no onion ite. That's me too. Uh, my family just, my dad just puts ite on everything <laughs> like they did in the Old Testament. Uh, uh, so that's what that is. Dr. Pepper! Good. We got two Dr. 
Peppers. I like Dr. Pepper's from one of my favorites. Rachel and from Johnny. Yeah. Would you say that's your favorite? One of my favorites. I don't know about my favorite, but. Oh, vanilla Coke. Ooh, that is a good one. Then Priscilla says Dr. Pepper and Orange Fanta. Abby says Coke. Barrett says Sprite. I have never seen Barrett drink Sprite. Buddy says Man Chili. Oh, it's a doctor <laughs> and it's a pepper. Man chili soda. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. It was <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Um, Kevin says cherry vanilla coke. Ooh. Pastor Nicole says cheer wine, root beer, ginger ale. Ginger when you say ginger ale though, isn't it more like ginger beer where it's like super gingery? Kevin is shaking his head no. Do you not like it? That's really I sensory. Well, I know, but like I think that's what, I thought I thought she liked that one more. But, oh yeah, Rachel said I really like the Dr. Pepper cream soda. Dr. Pepper has, I don't, has one right that. now that's it's mixed with cream soda. It's really good. It's not like crazy or anything. Joni is cracking up over Manchili. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barrett has her top three. Oh. Sprite, Cheerwine, Baja Blast, Mountain Dew. Taco Bell, Taco Bell Mountain Dew. <laughs> you can buy it in a bottle, really? Okay. I, so I'm actually not a huge soda fan. Yeah. Abby just gasped in the background yes. audibly. Um, but if I had to choose, I would probably say either cream soda or vanilla Coke. Really? I do like Those are like, very specific. Because I, I think I like the creamy, like vanilla type Maybe you like the cream Dr. Pepper. I might like then. the cream, the cream Dr. Soda, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. Oh, Robert Guy said, I was addicted to Mountain Dew for years. That's one of them. That, like, That's if people are going to be addicted to soda, it's usually Mountain Dew. My uncle was that way. My uncle carried around uh, a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew like it was his child. Who did? My uncle. Oh. Like, he, everywhere he went, everywhere he went, he literally held a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. Like, it was intense. That's, that is intense. Yeah, it is. Um, Vera says she just had really good soda from the mountains the other day. Elderberry plus grapefruit. Oh, that sounds good. That does sound good. Interesting. Mm. Oh, Pastor Nicole said sweet tea is better than soda. And Amen. flavored sparkling waters. Not <laughs> Robert Gasset. <laughs> Two liters, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do we have time for a third question? Yeah, we do. Okay. We totally Let's do. Let's go on to our third question. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you put salt on watermelon? No. <laughs> no. no. Do is you? that a thing? Um, <laughs> is that a southern uh, thing? I think it's like a South America thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure my brother-in-law puts salt on fruit, and he's from Colombia. So, okay. buddy added, some people have never watched Super Size Me in middle school, and it shows. <laughs> and Johnny said, Whoa, we sometimes. Got lots. Robert Guy said yes. Priscilla oh, Pastor no. William said yes. Really? This is more common than I thought. Wow. Barrett, Barrett says that Deb Aldridge, Aldridge eats watermelon with feta cheese. Yeah. She eats it in like a mold like a salad. Wow. Watermelon uh, and cheese. I feel like I would rather eat it with cheese than salt. Mm. Salt in coffee, Robert Guy said? What? I've never heard of that. Do you, is anybody else have salt and coffee? Nope. What? I can't picture that flavor. Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. he said I've never tried it. I had it on mango and it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pastor Nicole likes to go all natural watermelon without salt. All natural. All natural. Have you tried it with salt? No, I've never tried. I've had I've had some other uh, fruit with salt on it, but it was like weird fruit that I don't know the name of. That's interesting. Um, I've never tried it. What? Mom said. My mom said used to when I was a kid. What? This is like. National. This is like this is national and going years ago. Like this is a deeper thing than I thought. Oh, uh, my dad said you all need prayer. <laughs> but, but he's getting theological on us and says if God wanted it to be salty, he would have made it salty. <laughs> he said God knows best. That's funny. Robert says cucumber. Does that mean you put salt on cucumber? Oh, I can see. I can see that yeah. one because it's not sweet. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Kevin doesn't like watermelon, so salt might make it better. Oh. It might. You don't it like might. watermelon, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. We still haven't gotten our hundredth comment, so guys, still keep commenting. Yep. It's gonna happen at any moment. It's just gonna boom. There, it's gonna be right there. Maybe it's gonna be you. Keep commenting. We have an awesome show for you. We have, we still have, we still have food mash next. I'm very food excited. Yes, Barrett found mash. some pretty crazy cheeses, so stick around yes. to see what we have there. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Take this time to share the broadcast, and we will see you in just a second. super excited about it followed by what's the word and it's going to be a special word but right now it's food mash here we go okay so here's what's going on with food mash we finished up the oreo debate mm -hmm. which i had a pretty exciting message from joni this morning saying that the power of suggestion was real <laughs> because she <laughs> ate mint oreos for breakfast this morning Yay! that is very exciting that was exciting it made me pretty pleased. But today, we've basically, Food Nash has just sort of morphed into product testing. <laughs> it's what's been that. happening. Because did you know that weird stuff is made all the time? You go to the grocery store and it's just all over. You don't yeah. even have to put it together. It's just no, there. it's just there. And mm -hmm. today, we're taking one of our favorite foods, cheese. 
and we're gonna let you know if these super weird cheeses taste good. And let's see if our cheese can translate onto the table. Do, 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 do. Whoa. Whoa, it's like, it's the hands <laughs> family. That's super exciting. <laughs> okay, let's put up a picture of all four of the cheeses that we have. Okay, there they are. This is not sponsored by Aldi, but they were purchased at Aldi. So you can buy all of these cheeses at Aldi right now, but they're the weirdest flavored cheeses I've ever seen. The first one we have, if you'll put up number one, it's called Honey, I'd Rather Be at Sea. Do you Aww. have it? It's cheddar cheese plus sea salt plus honey. That sounds good. Yep, this is the one that I am the most excited Me about. Really? Me too. Serena, like, Serena requested which one's about to be the last one. So we're saving, <laughs> we're saving her favorite for last. Aww. But this is, this is the first one. I have, I have high hopes because honey, mm -hmm. or, well, cheese plus anything I feel like tastes mm -hmm. good, but cheese and sweet stuff is good. Yes. It really is. I, I'm just very excited. I feel like my <laughs> whole life has come down to this moment. And I'm, I'm containing my joy, but it's starting to come out. I'm, I'm very thrilled. We have cheese enthusiasts on this segment. It's for true. You, you don't do. need to contain it. You can just no. let it let it go. I'm um, so excited. Okay, before we dive in, favorite type of cheese of all time? Ooh, I, mm, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, I like cheddar. I like mozzarella. There's one, it's like, I can't pronounce it though, but I've had it and it's really yummy. The but unpronounceable cheese that. is Serena's And favorite. I like brie a lot too. Brie's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, favorite. I have, I know it's just mozzarella. I really like mozzarella, but I like That's the good. creamier. There was one kind. Not provolone? Tried. Provolone is up there, but I like mozzarella better than provolone. But there was one cheese we had, and I don't know what kind it was, but it was so <laughs> creamy and I dream about you. I want you to know I dream I'm dreaming about, about you. you. <laughs> oh my word. It was amazing. My favorite of all time is the Vermont sharp cheddar, but this is cheddar cheese, so it's still in the favorite mm -hmm. category. Do you guys like cheese? Before we get going, are you people that eat cheese mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. on its own, or are you like Buddy and you refuse to eat cheese on its own? It needs to be on top of like meat or something. <gasps> Robert uh, says he likes cheese. Michaela says, hi, ladies. Mmm, cheese. Excited to watch this. <laughs> I don't know what Pastor just typed. Borsten. Oh, sure. it's a great kind of cheese. It's like a spread, and it's... Is that the impronounceable cheese? No. No. It's, it's creamy. It's, oh, it's great. Okay. Let's dive in. This okay. is Honey, I'd Rather Be at Sea. It's, it's definitely a hard cheese. Mm -hmm. Rachel refuses to eat cheese on its own. It smells like... Oh, oh Serena just I was excited. <laughs> Mm. I don't super taste the honey. Mm -mm. It just tastes like cheddar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Buddy is lying in the comments. He says that your favorite is Velveeta. No, it's not. <laughs> I really I would do like, like Velveeta. Yeah, so this just tastes like cheddar. Yep. Yep. Where's the honey? There's no honey. I'd still eat it. Uh huh. Like mm -hmm. it's good, but if you're looking for like weird. Craft cheese, like not K-R-A-F-T, but like C-R-A-F-T, artisan mm -hmm. cheese. It's not, mm -mm. like it's good, Yeah. but there's no honey in there. Maybe it gets more honey. Toward the end? Yeah. Like toward I the rind? Yellow. Yeah. Billy Joe is surprised. She says, never on its own. I didn't realize people love cheese this much. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Marky says, hi, Billy. <laughs> Billy is Marky's sister. Okay, so overall, this is good cheese, but was a bit of a letdown. Honey, yeah, it was a letdown. Yeah. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was this one. Let's put yeah. up our next picture. 
This is your Cajun me crazy. This is cheddar cheese plus secret Cajun spices. And our, our cousin It Hand has brought us the cheese. <laughs> Ooh, exciting! As exciting! Our, as, our, as our Adams family hand goes away. Um, <laughs> Pastor William Ford is our 100 card. card on us. We love you. Thank you for watching. Um, Billy says, just a suggestion, maybe down this with some prune juice. I got to tell you, I've eaten enough. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Okay. I've eaten enough cheese that I think my body's become immune. And it's it, true. I know it's gross, but it no longer has the effects that people would expect. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's plain. That's a good thing. I think we all yeah. need to get to that point. Yeah. So eat more cheese, guys. Amen. Get your body, build the tolerance yeah. level. Exactly. Okay, so this is spicy cheese. You're I'm ready. Cajun me crazy. Um, <laughs> I would like a little piece. Why? Um, why a little piece, Serena? I don't do well with spice. <laughs> I have not done well with spice in the past. <laughs> You're gonna do so well. Ooh, it smells really good. Like it smells nice and spicy. <laughs> William says, "What did I just log on to?" It's Cheese Fest, William. Welcome to our that cheese food nice. mash. I feel like mm. I should get an actual. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Okay. I feel okay. like you will have to eat the end that has the spice in it. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Got it. One, two, three. Mmm. This is good. a good one. This is much better than the that other is, one. That is good. This is really good. Ooh, yeah, there's a spicy. kick. That's nice. I'm getting the kick now. I'm getting it. <laughs> no, this is good. Like, it has nice, you know what this would be good on? Grilled cheeses. Ooh. Because it's not, it's not pepper jack. It's not spicy like pepper mm -hmm. jack. It's just got a little kick yeah. to it. This would be good on grilled cheese dipped in tomato I soup. What's I happening? Don't, I don't think I got any spice. Would you like to take a bite off of the brick? <laughs> I I couldn't taste any spice, which was weird. Okay. Well, I need you to taste spice because I think this is really good. <laughs> and I want you to feel the same. I want this to be I a mean, happy cheese. I mean, any cheese is really good. <laughs> Jade says we have to have a baby bell in that pile. Oh, baby bell is good. Baby, baby bell is so creamy. If Baby Bell made weird types of cheeses, like weird flavors, I'd yeah. be down. But these were just the weird mm -hmm. flavors that I found mm -hmm. at Aldi. So far, this is good. It um, is good. It has a nice little kick. Mm -hmm. jo little Joni says, is it just the same as pepper jack cheese, though? It's not. This is, it's, it's spicy, so there's no chunks of pepper or yeah. anything in it. Yeah. And it's just subtle enough that I... It's a nice accent, but it's not overwhelming. I don't think it's very spicy. Because no. you don't like spicy. Mm -hmm. So I can handle you it. You like it? Mm -hmm. I like it. Okay, here comes the next one. Put up number three. Oh. <laughs> I love the hand. Mm. Cheddar cheese plus hatch chilies. What are hatch chilies? I don't know. Hatch I guess chili. it's like a pepper. There are, I don't know. <laughs> there are chunks in this cheese I would like to point oh. out to you all. Chunks of what? Chunks oh, of pepper? things. Hold on. I'm not, I'm not over Jose. Jose just yeah. put up nothing like hot cocoa melted cheese. I would do that. What? Billy yeah. Joe says, in Colombia, they drink hot chocolate with gobs of melted mozzarella inside the cup. I would do that for you. That's I super interesting. Would. That sounds amazing. That Although, sounds like a food mash next week when Joey's <laughs> here. <laughs> do you know, Jose, do you know, I mean, I'm assuming it's different than Mexican hot chocolate. Because I tried Mexican yeah. hot chocolate in hopes that it would be similar to that, because I've heard you talk about it, and it wasn't. Okay. 
My guess is that Hatch chilies, Jade wants to know, is that Hatch is like a pepper. A buddy put up Hatch chili peppers are a generic name for New Mexican peppers that are grown and harvested in Hatch Valley region. So many comments. Um, Ooh, New Mexico. Joni says, no, thank you. Joni, I love you. It's going to be great. <laughs> Serena's expression, I wouldn't I do, do that. that. <laughs> Billy Joe says, let's just say I spent my time in Colombia being hungry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. William says, hatch chilies are like giga jalapenos? Big. Giga jalapenos? Gigantic Sure. Giga jalapenos. Thank you, Kevin Buck. Way bigger, but only a little bit more spice. More spice? That's exciting. Okay. Let's dive in. Ooh. This has... Which one? I got the in. Ooh. This definitely smells spicier. This smells spicier than the last one. Your face looks so sad. What was the sound that came out? I'm just excited for the next one after this, because I'm hoping it'll calm down my taste buds a little bit. Okay. Here we go. Hmm. Okay. Nothing's really happened yet. Mm -mm. It's not bad. Mm -mm. You know what? Okay. Only like three people will understand this, and I'm hoping Marky uh. is one. You may. You may. Okay. So Tim Hortons. There's Tim Hortons is like Canada's version of Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, and they have a bagel. Like it's a jalapeno bagel mm -hmm. with cheese on top of it. This mm -hmm. tastes like that bagel because it's. It, it, this is exactly what it tastes like. This is happy. I like this. <laughs> this it, reminds, is happy. it reminds me of like Little Caesar's pizza a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why. Okie <laughs> <laughs> then. I don't think it's spicy though. Not really. Not bad. No. I, I don't super love the flavor though. Do you? I don't. I didn't taste really any spice. There's, I mean, a touch, but not as much as I was hoping for. It's like a slimy, like a softer cheese, not slimy, slimy. but like a softer. Like the other slimy. ones have been like hard brick versions. Yeah, it's, it is a little. Soft. Deb's late to the party, but she says, yes, watermelon and <laughs> pizza. I want to try it. We have the hand. The hand's up okay. telling us it's time to move on <laughs> to our last one. Here we go. As weird as it gets, guys, Bunch cheddar of. cheese plus espresso lavender. plus lavender. Lavender. Yeah, is that how you spell lavender? Yes. I've been spelling it E-R. My entire life. I'm pretty sure it's how you spell lavender. Lavender. I could be wrong. Oh, we have it literally on Oh, I'm wrong. Are. I'm wrong. Lavender. Oh, well, I'm wrong. Lavender. <laughs> okay, so this is espresso. It, it's rubbed. Like, it's not like espresso's in the cheese, but it's rubbed with espresso and lavender. Like so dry rub. Yeah. So this is, this is where we're at. I'm the most nervous about this one. I'm not going to really? lie. I'm the most excited about this I am one. very excited. I was very excited about the honey one, and I was sad, mm -hmm. so. That's true. Okay. Jose says they put cheese on ice cream and fruit. Oh, that's a weird smell. It sounds like a place oh. I need to visit. Back off, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> buddy says third grade spelling. <laughs> Billy Joe says, you guys like flour, coffee flavors, and cheese, thinking I might. Mm -hmm. um, Joni mm -hmm. says, espresso sounds good. The lavender yeah. does not. Actually, I drink, I drink lavender in my coffee. Like, there's a I lavender that syrup one. that's really good. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I need to stop stalling. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Please be good. This isn't what I was expecting. That's weird. <laughs> William says, I just remembered. It's milk loaf time. <laughs> that's what he calls cheese. 
It's, really? a, it's a loaf of it's a loaf of a milk. milk loaf. <laughs> milk loaf. <laughs> Mama said the more Jose the cheese. talks about cheese, the more I think Abby was supposed Aww. to be born in South America. <laughs> it's true. It's this is true. a weird flavor. It is weird. It is very weird. I don't know what I'm tasting. It's not coffee. Buddy, do you mm -hmm. want to try it? It's the hand. Do you want to come try it? No, come on. <laughs> no, come on. You're up next. It doesn't Soon. taste like lavender or coffee. Mm -mm. Buddy is refusing to come on the broadcast. It, what if we start chanting his name in the comments? Because he doesn't like the camera. Buddy. Because he doesn't like buddy, the camera. Buddy. 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 <laughs> he does it 12 on 1, so he's trying to wrap up. I want Buddy to try this. Okay. I, I didn't love this. Nope. Nope. I feel like maybe our taste buds are off. Maybe we should, I don't know. Force ourselves until we like oh. it. <laughs> well, none of it tasted like what we were expecting, so yeah. maybe... Maybe we need like a palate <laughs> cleanser or something. I don't know. I I'm know. good to not eat this yep. one again. Yeah. Well, Thank the spicy you. ones were good. The spicy ones were good. Yeah, they were yeah. the best ones, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's a big thing for Serena to big. say. It's that true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's Food Mash. We are way over. Wow. Look at all the buddies that we're getting in the comments. The people want to see Buddy eat this cheese. Pastor oh. William Ford wants to see you eat oh. it. Oh, you just bit off the brick. <laughs> that was kind of passive aggressive. That, that was actually pretty good. Miracle I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you hear him? It's like, it's pretty good. Actually, that's the worst. <laughs> well, that's Buddy. It's time to hop into what's good. Um, yep. And unfortunately, only 50% only of this cheese was good. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But now you know, only buy the spicy ones at Aldi's. We love so, you. We're going to hand it over to you now. It's Yay. your turn. guys and welcome to what's good we've got some good news for you today one is that my life feels like it has come to one of the moments that God destined for me and that was tasting cheese and I am <laughs> I'm I'm just overjoyed that's that's amazing I'm so excited even though they weren't actually that great it was still great I loved it I loved it but we have some great news today. I'm excited to share it with you. It's always good just to look at the good, the positive, and not just to hear all the bad going on in the world. It's good to focus on the positive, and that's what we want to do on what's good. So the very first thing I have for you today is something that I'm very, very excited about. And if you can't tell by the background, we like space here. And... <laughs> I should just leave that. We like space. But if y'all haven't heard, there is a program called SpaceX, and they are trying to go discover new places and, like, go visit Mars and all this exciting stuff. 
Well, yesterday, they sent a rocket up to the ISS, and it is so exciting. It was a bunch of firsts because it has just been NASA. But now SpaceX is doing it. They sent a rocket. There are four astronauts on it. They're going to dock onto the ISS tonight at 11, so you can watch it if you'd like. And then I think what they're doing is they're like switching off the astronauts. So astronauts who have been on the ISS are like going to get to come home and see their families and like new astronauts are going on. It's very exciting and we're discovering all new stuff. It's awesome. Next up, we have a kid who got bullied at school and the bullies took his shoes and like flushed them in the toilet. I mean, they didn't go down because that's not possible, but they got messed up really bad. So this senior at the school heard of what happened, and he showed up at the kid's house and bought him a new pair of shoes just to bless him. That's, it was really sweet, and there's a video if you want to look it up. It was super duper sweet. Next up, we have very exciting news. If you watch MasterChef or any cooking shows, you may be getting some more entertaining um, entertainment. I don't know what I was going to say but more entertaining entertainment, because there have been new surveys that show that since the lockdown, 40% of people now think that they're ready to be on MasterChef, because of all the time that they've spent at home cooking, they're ready. They were talking about how so many more people have just spent time at home learning more international dishes, and a lot more of the world is ready to cook on, like, high levels. Last up today, something that is super exciting. I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think we'd get here because you always see it on the movies, but it's becoming real life now. And you know in the movies where there have been those like tubes about like in the future, talking about the future, and there's these tubes and there's like trains inside the tubes and like people travel like that and they go super fast and it's like magnetic and stuff. Guys, it's true, it's happening. It's called the Virgin Hyperloop. And what it's, it's supposed to travel at like 670 miles per hour. It's crazy, faster, it said like two times faster than a jet. So they just had their very first testing with people on it. They only went like 170 miles per hour for like safety reasons which I'm glad they did, but it was successful, and this is happening. This means that you can get from D.C. to New York City in 30 minutes. This is crazy, and this is amazing, and I'm very excited. So good things are happening all around the world. If you, I started singing a song, if you believe, that was not on tune. But if you have good news, if you find any good news anywhere, you personally have good news, we want to hear and we want to share on here, share good news with everyone. So send it to us on Facebook, on our website. We want to hear from you. And we will see you later. Now on to our next segment of Confessions with Buddy. <laughs>
guys, welcome to Confessions. This is the part of the show where we just confess the word over our lives. And guys, I'm really excited about this one because today is Monday. You know what that means. We have two confessions today. So two whole confessions. So let's jump into confession number one. I like how Kevin's doing a little dance. Confession number one, declare this with me. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Let's say that again. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. You know, the Bible says, uh, the Bible says all things pertaining to life and godliness have been made available to you. So we have it. So let's walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. And confession number two says this, We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing, and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Now, I want you to declare this, even if you have some debt still remaining. You know, even if you do, let's declare this over that debt, that it is paid in full. Because the Bible says He supplies all our needs. So let's declare this over our debt right now. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every, every, every good work. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for Confessions. Now we're going to be moving on to our newest segment, What's the Phrase? Uh, so it's going to be really exciting. We'll see you in just a second for What's the Phrase? guys, welcome to our newest segment, What's the Phase? <laughs> we're raised. <laughs> he's making, <laughs> he's roasting, if you're just hopping on, he's roasting Serena, Serena. for saying the word wrong earlier. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we look like the T-Mobile, like, tower of, of Signal. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, welcome to What's the Phrase? Here's how this segment goes, all right? Uh, we're going to put on the screen uh, kind of a random series of words that if you pronounce it out fast enough or in a certain way, it actually makes a common phrase. I'm very excited. These types yeah. of games are my favorite. Really? So yes. I, <laughs> like I, I, need, I need Barrett's. I need I need some like mercy from the Lord to help <laughs> me because Barrett's brain works so fast with stuff like this. I... Yep. <laughs> so if you've ever played Mad Gab, this is basically what that yes. is. So yeah, it's just a series of words that sound like just nothing. But if you say it in the right way, it's actually you're actually speaking another phrase. And so what yep. we're going to try to do is we're going to try to figure out what is that phrase. And guys, we want you to participate in the comments as well. As soon as the, the phrase comes up, uh, start, start saying it out wherever you're at. I mean, yeah. like... Wherever you're at, if you're in work, it, right? if you're in work, do it. Yeah. Because I can steal yeah. it, right? Like if they get it right, I yeah. can say it. Yeah. If you, you can, you can. Because if me. you put in the comments, you can help out these guys. Yeah. And whoever if reads your comment slow. first will win. Yes. <laughs> your eyes just lit up. <laughs> now, now you, you, I, I wouldn't bank on you. Come on, guys. I'm banking on you. I okay, believe in you. Don't listen to Buddy. I believe in you and your mad gab skills. 
<laughs> Kevin, I don't know what all Kevin Buck is saying behind the camera by her cheating there. All right. Well, with all that being said, let's. Okay, now first, before we jump in, I'm going to read it out loud. All right, okay. and then and then you can start. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. All right. All right. Let's put up the first one. I pillow fizz sigh. 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 <laughs> Pastor says I philosophize. I pillow I pillow You know, I did one of these on Instagram once, and I learned, or they said that if you say it with a southern accent, you're supposed to be able to say it better. I pillow I pillow I pillow I philosophy. I philosophy. I That's a good one, but that's not it. I prophesy. I. I'm going to give you five seconds at this point. I believe I I believe I Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. I like how you were throwing in so many different accents. All right. It is actually apple of his eye. No, that was not. I peel off his eye. Sounds like you're saying, I peel off his eye. That's what it sounds like. Sure, we can make it that one. No. Apple of his eye. No. I philosophize. I philosophize. I philosophize. But I philosophize. Grayson, your comment was my favorite. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm ready for the next one. Let's do the next one. I'm so ready. Of lions quarrel. Of lions quarrel. Of lions. A lion squirrel. No. A lion squirrel. See, I'm not necessarily good at these games. I just appreciate these games. A lion squirrel. A lion squirrel. A lion squirrel. A flying. A flying squirrel. Yep. We got it. A flying. I got one word right. Squirrel. I got that. Grace said a lion squirrel too. A flying squirrel. Pastor just to the side said, great job. Very, Very sarcastically. Jane and Grayson got that. Well done. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready Such for the next fun. one. All right, next one. Don't drink and arrive. Don't drink and drive. Oh, wow. Well done. Thank you. I need you, okay, honey, I like, I need you to say it a little faster. No, I can't. Because you're taking a while before <laughs> I can start saying it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, have we talked to you guys about Marky's sense of justice? It's there, and it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Okay. All right. We, we have, uh, I think we have five of them total. Okay. All right, let's, let's do number four. Okay. Our next one. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready as I can be. White tail huff hunt. White elephant. Hey! Good job! White elephant. Good job. Everyone's so happy. It's kind of sad. Why does nothing please you? We cheered for you and it was wrong. We were sassy and it was wrong. What do you want? 
Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> that reminded me of the notebook. What do you want? <laughs> all right. Let's jump into our final one of the day. Or is that it? Is that all we got? That's it? Never mind. That's it. I want more. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for... What's, What's the, the phrase? What's the phrase? <laughs> I forgot what it was called. What's the name? <laughs> Even though it's like right there in the corner. What What's the phrase? the phrase? Thank you for joining us for What's the Phrase. Now we're going to be moving on to What's the Word. Yeah. It's going to be powerful. We're going to be talking about uh, keys to growth. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 It's going to be good. We're going <laughs> to hop over with Pastor Bunny and Serena. Going to hand it over to them. But first, we're going to give you an opportunity to share the broadcast if you haven't done it yet. We're giving you a couple seconds. Do it. Share it. Your friends need to watch this. And by the time you finish, we're going to be over with them right now. So we'll see you over there literally right after this break. Welcome to What's the Word? What's the Word? That was What's a little jingle. Word? Yeah, I know. Was it? Mm -hmm. No, nah, I think I just kind of prolonged the last mm -hmm. word in it at an elevated pitch. I think it was a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we welcome you. What's the Word today? We're talking about growth keys. Keys to growth. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are watching right now, tell us where you're watching from. Share the broadcast. And uh, we want to hear from you. We want to see who all is online right now. And uh, we love you so very much. Even if you're watching in the archives, drop it in there later on when you're seeing it uh, not live. And uh, we just love you guys. And uh, one of the things that is so very important is that we continue to grow. Yeah. Know, is that we continue to grow. And that's what we're talking about today. And what I felt led to do was you guys have actually... In this past year, you've done a ton of growing, and uh, I know mm -hmm. that you have come up to certain barriers to that growth, yeah. and you've done well at you know knocking down, breaking down those barriers, mm -hmm. jumping those barriers, um, and you're growing. You know, I, I think you yourself would say that we haven't arrived. I think yeah. you would agree to that mm -hmm. easily. But easily. It's, <laughs> at the, well, I mean, and me yes. too. Mm -hmm. You know, me too. I haven't arrived, and uh, I think. But at the same time, I think that uh, you have really seen some things that have helped you out in this past year. So, amen. So let's look at here. Uh, Mom is watching from Hillsboro. Johnny's watching from High Rock Lake. Uh, Pastor William's watching from the square. If you are in Albemarle and you need lunch, he's got some awesome hot dogs at the square in Albemarle. That's true. And uh, amen. So go, go see him. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, so if 
Robert is watching from Rayford. Good to see you. Miss Priscilla is watching from the sound booth. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, several other people here in the studio today. It's awesome. But uh, so we've gone through, you know, I always think about the a couple of verses when it comes to growth. And one is Luke 2.52, where it says, and Jesus kept increasing. Mm -hmm. yeah. In other words, he kept growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're to follow him and follow his example. And if he kept growing, then we should keep growing. It says he kept growing, he kept increasing in wisdom and stature, which is maturity, yeah. and favor with God and man. And then we see uh, that uh, the other verse that I think about is the parable of the sower, Yes. who took what he had mm -hmm. and he utilized it. He continued to grow it. Mm -hmm. And the one that didn't utilize it, actually God got on to yeah. and said, you wicked, mm -hmm. wicked servant. Yeah. So somebody who has potential from God yeah. that doesn't utilize it and grow, God sees as wicked. Yeah. Um, so in, you know, that's one of the first growth keys is to understand uh, that growth is imperative. Um, we must grow in the kingdom of God. God is, even when it talks about, you know, Jesus said to the disciples, oh, ye of little faith. In other words, you haven't grown your faith. Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically what he was saying. Yeah. So one of the first keys is to know that God wants us to grow, right. yeah. that God wants us to grow. And uh, in our leadership training, one of the major things, you can put this, put this in the comments right now, the, you know, key number one, God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow. Mm -hmm. He considers it wicked if we don't grow. Right. He considers yeah. it unchristlike, ungodly yeah. if we don't increase. Mm -hmm. uh, God wants us to grow. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is something from our leadership training, which is growth without yeah. change, change is, is impossible. See, they're shouting from all over. <laughs> growth without change it's is impossible. impossible. So in order to grow, we must change. Um, yeah. Any growth desire, uh, demands change. Right. And, uh, and I think that y'all have done a lot of that uh, well over this past year. Uh, there's some things you've done right. There's some things That's that true. you've missed. But there's, you know, ultimately you are growing. Mm. And um, I just felt like we would talk about some of those things that you've seen, some mm. of the things that you've gone through in that growth process. Uh, because, you know, as you're, you know, actively in a growth process right now, uh, other people should be as well. Mm -hmm. And if they are, what you go through and you share in your testimonies and how, you know, revelations and keys mm -hmm. that God's given you, it will help all of us to continue to grow. So, mm -hmm. amen. Amen. Um, I guess when, whenever you were kind of telling us what we were going to be talking about today, the first thing that came to my mind was humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, and I just pulled up Matthew twenty twenty three twelve, 12, uh, where Jesus said, um, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but who, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's literally, he's talking about growth. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. If you humble yourself, you're going to be lifted up. If yeah. you, if you, um, if you humble yourself, God will raise you to new levels. That, that's where growth happens. It's in humility. Yeah. And that's one of the first things that I learned. You know, just moving here was a big act of humility. You sure. Know? Um, and, you know, going from, you know, being one of the high, highest people at my previous church to, you know, to, I mean, it's not like I went to a lower level. I went to a higher level. It just, it, like, growth yeah. doesn't, you can't, growth isn't always seen from, you know, 
a lot of times yeah. growth has to happen underground before you mm -hmm. can see it above ground, yeah. you know. And, um, and so, you know, humility is one of the things that, like, lo just looking back over my life, the, the moments in my life where I had the least amount of humility are the moments that I grew the least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so without, without humility, you know, without being willing to just ask questions, without being willing to, um, to when, when I thought that I was right, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. like when I thought that, oh, you know, they, they don't really understand my situation. They don't actually know the, you know, like something, yeah. dumb stuff like that. Um, whenever I was able to get past that and actually humble myself and be like, you know what, you know, kind of what you were saying, I have a lot further to grow. Yes. You know, like I, I was telling you before, like um, within the last four years, you know, when we really started encountering faith, um, uh, like at the end of each year, I would I would think to myself, man, what what more is there to to learn? You know, what yeah. more is there to grow from? And then the next year would come, and all of a sudden, like you know, yeah. there's a lot that I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and like the 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 funny and the weird thing was, it wasn't until I got here that I actually started recognizing, you know, what that's going to be a perpetual thing. So yes. I might as well enter not yes. in the year thinking, what else can I learn? But I should enter into to the next year, to the next year being. Father, thank you for what you taught me. Right. I know there's still a billion yes. miles yeah. for me to go. You know, there's yeah. still so much that I that I have to learn. So, you know, being willing to just humble myself to that point where I'm like, I don't know everything. Sure. And I should stop acting like it. <laughs> um, that that's when growth started started yes. to happen. I was going to say to that same effect, whenever we came here, we realized that we really weren't on some of the levels that we thought we were. And so yeah. it was a very humbling experience. Um, but being able to submit ourselves and be teachable during those moments helped. And I think it launched us even further, you know, yeah. just realizing that we weren't where we thought we were mm -hmm. and being able to humble ourselves. And it makes me think of um, the verse you say a lot, Hebrews 6, 11 or 12, uh, follow those who through faith and patience yeah. inherit the promises. So following you and Pastor Nicole and seeing how mm -hmm. you guys have done that and being willing to uh, admit that, you know, we don't know everything like yeah. we thought we had yeah. has been so helpful to yeah. us. It's been so helpful. Yeah, Hebrews six twelve. Yeah, yeah. that... Um, I, I think that, you know, y'all know, y'all know as well as I do that there was, you know, going, going back to humility, but y'all know as, as well as I do that my thoughts are that we're just now really getting going even as a church. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people probably look on that and they're like, no way, you know, they think that we're doing good things and we are doing good things, but when you start to look at what does God call normal, mm -hmm. it starts to show you that, you know, the limits and kind of the ceiling mm -hmm. that we had on our thoughts mm -hmm. is not as low as what we thought. It's much, yeah. much higher. And that goes into what you were saying. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the biggest moments that I ever had, which happened just a few years ago, was um, I went and, you know, if you would have told me, you know, one of the things that I had happen was I was raised in an entrepreneurial home. Uh, my dad was a Marine. Uh, you know, it was his family was, a, you know, get it done at all cost type family. Um, you know, and that was kind of how I was raised. And my thinking was, I, I would say that my teaching and my training was always to lead people. Like mm -hmm. that would come naturally to me. It was a natural 
Um, not, I would say it wasn't necessarily built in and innate, but it was definitely my environment when I grew up. Um, there was a piece of it that was built in, but it was also a taught thing as well. So I had it, you know, in both ways to lead people. And so, you know, when we started the church, I remember, uh, had the Lord not done this a certain way, I would have probably missed it. So mm -hmm. praise God for his mercy. Uh, if, if you would have said, hey, Brian, you need to go, you know, if you would have said, hey, do you want to go with me to this leadership training? I would have said, no, because I was raised in that environment. I was taught business. I was taught to be, you know, my thoughts, you know, when I went into the Marines, I went into the Marines for the mental discipline. I was utilizing that as a tool for the mental discipline to basically be the CEO. My goal was to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and that's what I was going to do. And uh, I didn't know that God had other plans, and he was totally going to utilize that for ministry. But, um, you know, and the teaching and the training in there. But one of the things that I saw was, and then I go into the Marines, I'm, you know, take leadership courses in there. Um, you know, they had me leading they had me doing a job of a rank that I didn't possess, you know, um, multiple times there were things that happened like that. So I would just say that I'm a leader, you know, and so then the Lord set it up that I could go and he, the Lord specifically had me meet Pastor J.B. Whitfield and, um, it was a supernatural thing. It was God. I could see God's hand all over it. And he invited me to a meeting that he was doing. And I knew because God made that connection, I was supposed to be there. But what it was, was a leadership training. And if you'd have said, hey, uh, do you want to go to this leadership training? I would have said, no, you know, because I considered myself a leader already. And um, I went to the leadership training. I remember one of the first things that they did, and we do it in our training too because it's so important, is they said on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, rate your leadership ability. And I think I put down a 7. I probably thought I was an 8, but I was trying to be humble. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I put down a 7. And, you know, four hours later, they asked you to rate it again after they've taught some stuff, and I put down like a three or a four. Mm -hmm. Like I realized within three or four hours, I'm not the leader that I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And a few years later, or a, couple, a year or so after that, I mean, I literally had a conversation with God and uh, I was coaching in a funny place to learn it. I was coaching uh, my girls soccer teams and I was doing a bad job. And I realized I was employing everything that I knew and we were still not doing well. And I realized I'm a bad coach. You know, I'm not a good coach. And so uh, as I realized that, that was humbling in itself. And I said, Lord, I need your help. And he really, like, he, he showed me some things right away. And, um, but going back to rating myself on one to 10, uh, I really realized that I rated it three or four after that first session. But after a couple of years of actually looking at where I really was, I would have only rated myself as a two. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, honestly, I was probably at a level two mm -hmm. in leadership, and I thought I was a seven. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was a seven or eight. Yeah. And that shows you the pride that I had mm -hmm. and the lack of humility 
uh, on that, but it, it also shows you just some ignorance on it. And um, as I gave myself to it, like, for example, just one of the fruits that happened, and I started seeing as I gave myself to humility to grow, um, because I wanted to grow for God's sake, for Christ's mm -hmm. sake. Yeah. And um, I saw people around me start to grow. Mm -hmm. And I uh, saw them start to, you know, gifts that are in them start to come out of them because my leadership was growing. Mm -hmm. Now I saw growth in other people, which mm -hmm. is what it's all about, is serving yeah. others and helping them get to the place that God has called them to be. Yeah. And uh, Pastor, Pastor Tracy Harris uh, has a statement. He says, if, if we can help you accomplish your vision, then our vision has mm. been complete yeah. and has been made full, you know. Yeah. And I really like that statement that it, it comes back to helping serve other yeah. people. Yeah. And um, one of the fruit that happened from that is, you know, one of the years in coaching the soccer, and, and, and this is the year, this is funny. So the year that I realized I'm a bad coach, and I'm like giving it all I got, you know. I'm giving it all I got, Lord, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, yeah, I, I realized that at the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. and we won zero games mm -hmm. that year. Um, so it's like I humbled myself. Couldn't you just give me one game, you yeah. know? <laughs> just one game? And we won none. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it was like, you know, have you ever had somebody correct you? And you really do take the correction, but then like two weeks later, they come back and they correct you again on the same thing. You're like, I listened two weeks ago. You don't have to tell me again. That's the way I felt that whole soccer season. Like, I know I'm not a good coach. You don't have to tell me eight times. <laughs> and, uh, but then the next season, um, we went to the championship, mm -hmm. and we we did not win the championship game. That w that would have been, but in essence, if you understood all of it, we did. I mean, for us, uh, the team that won, they hardly celebrated. My team was going <laughs> nuts for how we played that game and and what the results were, yeah. uh, because literally, the I'll, I'll just give you this: the team was we had majority of our team was girls and most of our team was fifth graders. Most of their team was boys and eighth graders. Wow. And they were destroying, they hadn't lost one game. Mm -hmm. They were destroying teams. We had played them twice already that season mm -hmm. and we lost to them like 10 and 12 to nothing uh, both times. And that's how they were beating everybody. Mm -hmm. And in the championship game, using the coaching and the leadership that God gave us, uh, we, we lost three to two. And they awesome. were scared. They were like, mm -hmm. what is going on? Because the Lord had really helped us in how to do some things. And it was awesome. So That's cool. Yeah. So, we have to humble ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed to in that, even though I did have some skill and knowledge, mm -hmm. there's so much more in God. Yeah. And so it's like you thinking, yeah, what else can I learn? And I remember I had the same thoughts. Mm -hmm. you know, I had the same thoughts when I was young. Yeah. And... Um, one of the greatest things that the Lord ever asked me was, he, he said, after I'd you know, gone down the road a few years, he said, did you, did you know what you thought you knew five years ago? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> he said, in five years before that, what you thought you knew, did you actually know? And I was like, no. He said, what do you think you'll be like five years from now? And I, probably the same, you know, mm -hmm. and by realizing that, that the Lord is always going to cause mm -hmm. us to grow yeah. and he's so big. Mm -hmm. 
how, if we give ourselves in humility, how are we going to stay at the same level? There's so much in him to know mm -hmm. and to learn. Yeah. And uh, so praise God. Amen. Amen. So key number one is know that God wants you to grow. Yes. Essentially. Yes. Key number two, humility. Yes. And you, you mentioned being teachable. Yeah. Is well, that, growth that? without two was growth without yeah. change is impossible. Mm -hmm. Number three humility. was humility. Okay. And, and teach, being teachable. Being teachable. Being teachable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think Let's it, make sure somebody puts yeah. these in the comments. Yeah, that's why I wanted to kind yeah. of go through them again. Um, uh, another thing that I feel like it has really just, because we've grown more in this last year than we have in the previous oh, year, yeah. all previous yeah. years combined, you know. Yeah. Um, and I dedicate that a lot to being planted. Um, yeah. You know, where yeah. God has planted us. You know, yes. Those who are planted yeah. in the house of the Lord will flourish. Yes. In the courts of heaven, right? Well, flourish is growth. Yeah. 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 And so like. That's mm -hmm. Psalms 92, 13 or 14. Okay. Like, um, and like, I know I quote you with this all the time, but like, you know, I, you probably got it from somewhere else, but like, um, put yourself in a position where you're the dumbest person in the yeah. room. You know, if you want to mm -hmm. grow, if you want the gravitational pull to go into growth, you got to surround yourself with people who are at higher levels. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um. And, you know, when, it, and I would add this too, just as we're planted here, being dedicated to being planted here, not just like, oh, well, that's yeah. my church. Mm -hmm. I go there maybe twice a month or whenever it's convenient or whenever someone, like, yeah. or when someone gives me a ride. No, like, I need to be diligent and dedicated that, you know, nothing's going to keep me out. You know, yeah. when the doors are open, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Cause that's what planet is. You know, yeah. I'm planted, I'm rooted in it. And when you're planted in good soil that, you know, God's the one who plants us. Yeah. yeah. So when we're, we're, we're planted where God has planted us, that's cause that's where growth, most of the growth happens underground. You get the nutrition from the yeah. soil. That's where mm -hmm. it comes in and that's where the growth takes place. So where, where we're planted, being planted here, like literally there were things that I've been preaching for years that didn't unlock until we were here. Wow. You know, like, yeah. like just ev all, all, everything about finances, you know, we were preaching, we would see little bits and pieces of it here mm -hmm. and there, but it didn't unlock until we actually were planted yeah. here, right. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, why? Because, you know, the nutrients, you know, of where we were planted before, you know, we were able to get bits and pieces of it because, mm -hmm. you know, we were faithful when we were yeah. believing. But once we were planted here, all of a sudden everything just broke, you know, all wow. the, like it just started work. Like it was working at a completely different level. And, um, and it's just been, it's been fun. It's been cool to witness it, but you know, but it didn't happen. You know, it didn't actually break. The growth didn't begin to, you know, really grow until we, we, dedicated ourselves to be planted, be planted. Mm -hmm. to be planted. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go through these again. So uh, one, God wants us, know that God wants us to grow. Yeah. Growth is God, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Uh, two, growth without change is impossible. Mm -hmm. Three that we've talked about is yeah. be humble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to separate these because Humble and teachable go together, but they are, a, you know, two different points. Mm -hmm. Four, be teachable. Mm -hmm. Five, be planted or, you know, be in God's place, mm -hmm. right? Be in the place that God's called you to. That is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because one of the things, if you think about a plant, and, and that verse says, you know, those that are planted in the, in the house of the Lord, that's mm -hmm. very specific will flourish in the courts of heaven, which is where our blessing comes from. Mm 
So if we're going to be blessed, it must be done in heavenly places, in the place of rule and authority. It must be done there. And so in order for us to be blessed, then we're going to have to be planted. In order for us to grow, to flourish, we're going to have to be planted in that place that God gives us. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, certain plants only grow in certain places. Mm -hmm. So if you're out of the place that Mm -hmm. God has for you, you're not designed to grow there. Mm -hmm. And that means that there's growth available that you'll never have. And we're responsible for that according to the parable of the sower. And I just got this image in my head of like a small terrarium. Yeah. You know, where like that plant, if you if you put it outside of that, yeah. it, it'll grow and grow and grow. Plants are made to grow and grow and grow. But if you if you limit the yes. space that it has, mm-hmm. it's only going to grow to the level that, that it's allowed to grow in that space. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, like there, we can be planted in a place and, you know, see things that are green and nice and fine but yeah. but if if we're limited by that if there if there's a ceiling if or yes. Pastor Tracy mentioned like a lid that, yes. that's put on it and a church can do that a church yes. can pop a lid on people yes. and, and and limit their growth so that people don't grow outside of the leadership or people don't grow outside mm-hmm. of yes. you know what what the people want them to do it's yeah. limiting people so you know, we need to make sure we're planted in a place that causes us to grow exponentially. Absolutely. Because that's what we're called to do in Christ. Well, in that, in your place, you want to be in a place, and this kind of leads to the next one, which you've already mentioned as well, uh, and that is be around growing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, so the next one would be be around, get around growing people. Yeah. Um, but in the, which also deals with your place, but it also, it's not just your place, it's who you hang out with. So you can be planted in the right church, but still have all of your worldly friends Mm -hmm. and you're, you're not hanging around the right people, Mm -hmm. even though you might be in the right church. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things like in an aquarium, like a a water aquarium, Mm -hmm. you'll have fish that will only grow to the size of the aquarium. So I literally, there are some fish that I've had before uh, in an aquarium years ago, and they're about this big when I bought them. And in the aquarium, they would grow to Mm -hmm. a 55 gallon tank, they would grow to like this size, Mm -hmm. right? And which is pretty, sorry, I'm I'm showing it to (laughs) y'all. It's about that size. But literally, I walked into a store one day and I saw a fish, it was in a 600 gallon aquarium. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wow. 12 times. Mm-hmm. And that same fish that, that started this big and grew to this big mm-hmm. was this big. Wow. Mm-hmm. Same, and I was like, that looks like that certain type of fish. And he said, it is. Wow. It, it's limited by the aquarium mm-hmm. size because in, in, it could never be that big in a 55 gallon mm-hmm. because it couldn't even turn around. Yeah. So it won't grow beyond yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think many times we need to be in the place that allows growth and mm-hmm. you know, be around people that are growing. Mm-hmm. And like what you said earlier actually is the, this same principle is you were kind of one of the leaders in the place where you were before. Mm-hmm. But then you come here and it feels like you're lower, but you're not actually lower. You're just around a bunch of leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and that's good. Yeah, you're just you're just not the star. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that's a great that's thing. That's been huge for us. Yes. Yeah. Well sorry, I, I don't want to And I want y'all to think about what are some stories and testimonies of this happened and this caused me to face 
my growth challenges, mm -hmm. or this was a great testimony of, you know, maybe where we did good, maybe this one I didn't do so good. Mm -hmm. Th be thinking about those stories too. Go, yeah. go ahead. Well, well, I was just thinking like this is something the Lord showed me, but you know, uh, pride compares itself with other people. Yes. And humility compares itself right. with Christ. And so like. Great statement. So what I often did was I was like, well, you know, we're here compared to all these other people, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. like that, that's kind of yeah. my mentality. Mm -hmm. And then I get here and all of a sudden, like comparing myself still with people. Yeah. But like I entered myself into a church that's at a whole different level. All of a sudden, you know, my perception of myself went, <laughs> went down and like, I'm like, you know, all these people yeah. are up here. But the reason why, why I noticed that, you know, people in this planting particular in this church um, are, are all appears because they're not comparing themselves with every other church right. in the area. You know, yeah. we're comparing ourselves to Christ. And if we compare ourselves with Christ, man, there's so much further than yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so like keep that. I mean, I feel like that's why Paul said fixing your eyes on Jesus or, yes. or the writer of yes. Hebrews. Yeah. Um, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. Because when your eyes are on him, you have to grow. You know? Yes. If, yeah. if, you're, if you're moving towards Christ, you have to grow because, you know, uh, unless I'm walking, you know, through the streets and my shadows healing people, you know, like yes. I still have a lot further mm. to grow. Yeah. And, th and that's what humility would do, because humility brings you to a point where you're, you recognize how much you have left to go. You're not like, well, you know, I'm, I'm better than these people. Yeah. No, I'm not, compared to Christ, I still have a yeah. lot further to go. And um, I think, th did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, one thing I remember when Buddy came to Kickstart and I was watching online, one word that you gave to Buddy was, you know, just because you might be above average, and a lot of people here in Boomerang are above average and hungrier than most Christians, that really doesn't matter. Right. You know, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves, what you were saying, to the other Christians yes. that we see. We need to be comparing ourselves to Jesus, and we're not like, like yes. totally like him yet. And so, like basically to put on that hunger and to surround yourself with the other people, like who cares if you're above yeah. average, yeah. if you're not like yeah. Jesus. It, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a statement, not to be crude, but it, it I, pride is crude. You know, mm. pride is garbage mm -hmm. and pride is, you know, junk. Mm -hmm. And there's a statement, you know, the cream of the cream of the crap instead mm -hmm. of the cream mm -hmm. of the crop, mm -hmm. the cream of the crap. And if if we're if society has been this low mm -hmm. and compared to where it could be, it yeah. really is junk. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to be the top of that pile? Yeah. Right. You see yeah. what I mean? Why That's not true. be? And, and what you're saying, you you said it good. Somebody put it on here. Uh, pride compares itself to others, but humility compares itself to Christ. That's a great statement. Mm -hmm. I, I've said it like this, is that we don't rate ourselves on the curve of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Our curve is Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Our curve is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, that goes back to being having the space to grow. Mm -hmm. So what does humility do when you think that you're a seven or an eight, but you find out you're a two? Mm -hmm. You just increased your aquarium yeah. you right. know That's good. you just you just gave yourself room to grow yeah. mm -hmm. through humility mm -hmm. when you um, compare yourself to other people you think you've arrived mm -hmm. but when you compare yourself to Christ, mm -hmm. you've got room to grow and that allows us to grow. So one of the greatest aspects of humility mm -hmm. is it opens the ceiling, it breaks the ceiling yeah. off and we can actually grow, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, it, well, and with like with pride, if you're if you think you're here and someone tells you you're here, you yeah. know, all of a sudden, like you have to make a choice whether That's you're going right. to be like, well, they, they don't know what they're talking about or That's right. or mm -hmm. and I've seen this just in ministry, you know, 
well, I've come so far, I've done all this, you know, like I'm, I'm proud of, of what I've done so far, you know, you shouldn't tell me how to live my life, you shouldn't tell, you know, like, right. pr pr mm. pride will just, like, when it, whenever that revelation comes, because the revelation will come at some point, you know, mm -hmm. with pride, because the Bible says, um, whoever exhausts themselves will be humbled, yeah. you know, so either, so humility is going to come either yeah. one way or the other, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you're either going to be humbled and then just blow up, or you, you'll humble them yourself, and then God will begin to take you mm -hmm. higher. Yes. You know, um, yeah. I, I think we, I think. Well, we, and just think, keep yeah. that. Another thing is, too, when you think that you're here, mm -hmm. when you're actually here, mm -hmm. you're going to place yourself in situations that you, can't. that you can't uphold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll try to enter into seven or eight situations yeah. mm -hmm. and your character is not going to be able mm -hmm. to uphold that yeah. and it'll blow apart and then you know and that's why pride goes before a fall mm -hmm. yeah so yeah well it just made me think of when we, when we were first moving here and you asked me what do you want like what role do you think you should have you know here and i was like listing things that i thought i i would be yeah. able to to take over that now at this point i'm like <laughs> there's no way i would have been able to, to handle that you know, but you were just smiling, yeah. <laughs> smiling and nodding. <laughs> and, uh, and I look back, and I'm like, man, because I, th I thought I was here, you know, and I yeah. didn't know. It's, I, but I do remember probably the, because we knew at some point, we knew this was a church that we would have, we would grow in. And yeah. we knew that grow, in order to grow, we would be challenged, you know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And, or, or corrected, or, you yeah. know rebuked I guess you know not, <laughs> um, but uh we knew like we we knew that that would come eventually because we knew that there was just I mean I guess out of humility we just understood that we're not there yet yeah and because mm -hmm. of that we're going to be challenged yeah and um and I think we shared this on Friday um at the broadcast but just like when a point came where our rent was coming up mm -hmm. and we and well I was I was panicking. just thinking of the story yeah, yeah I was kind of panicking and I'm like, how are we going to do this? What's, how's this going to work out? And we sat down with you guys, and like, I, I mean, I wrote a book on faith. I thought, I thought for sure we were in faith, but I, we weren't in rest, which means mm -hmm. we weren't in faith. And, um, and so we sat down with you, and at, you're just kind of like pointing us to scripture, and you know, pointing these things out. And all of a sudden, like, it just came apparent we're not in faith, you know, mm -hmm. like, and you did it in a very good pastoral way, and you weren't just like. <laughs> Well, you're not in faith, so like you didn't do it that way, but but like it hit it hit me, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, now what do we do? You know, like yeah. I thought we were in faith, but we're not. So like, so yeah. I had to deal with that, you know, and um and you did deal with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I I think with like the keys that we've been talking about, humility, like me being willing to recognize. Because I could have been like, I wrote a book on faith, you know, I, like, I've been preaching faith for the last couple of years, you know, and you're here telling me I'm not in faith. I could have done that. Uh, I wasn't thinking it, you know, like, like, like those thoughts were like trying to come in, like, or, well, actually more of the thoughts that came in were, I wrote a book on faith. <laughs> Do I have to like unpublish it now? Because I thought I was, but, um, I mean. But here's the thing, like imagine I, how that testimony is going to be yeah. when you you know, write another one in mm, the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, volume two. And you'll say, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about yeah. the power of mm. that testimony. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that'll that'll help a lot of people. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of that stuff, like I knew it, but I didn't believe it. 
Yeah. And that was that was the problem. Head knowledge versus yeah. heart knowledge. Yeah. yeah. That same situation was life changing for me too yeah. because we it was a very humbling time because we had gotten some um, finances right before moving here. We're like, well, look at us. We are in faith. Look <laughs> at us go. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Brian very gently uh, pointed out to us, you know, that was God's mercy on us. We weren't in rest <laughs> if we weren't seeing it, you know. <laughs> and but that was such a life changing moment for me. It was yeah. that that revelation, that one word was yeah. the relief that we got whenever you know God provided the finances supernaturally. You yeah. know, God provided you pointed out that that was the same relief and that same rest that we could have, like no matter yes. what. And that was the word that changed things for me. And like for, that really built my faith for that. Like that same yeah. relief, even if something's due the next day or if it's past yeah. due, like you can still have that same relief. And that was yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that I would put out, uh, you know, point out mm -hmm. in that moment is uh, for pastors and ministers and leaders, mm -hmm. one of the things that I would point out is, um, you know, own your flesh, and, and there's a difference between the flesh and the spirit. Mm -hmm. you, you should always be in easy and light. Yeah. And if you're not in easy and light, then it's an indicator that something is off. Mm -hmm. you know, because Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden's right. light. Yeah. So it should be easy and light. And if it's not easy and light, there's something off. And it can just be our flesh mm -hmm. and what we've not submitted in our flesh. But in that moment... As a pastor looking on, on you guys, mm -hmm. this is a revelatory moment where you realize I'm not where I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I know you had tears in your eyes yeah. and mm -hmm. you were like, do I need to unpublish my book? You know, <laughs> you're, you're having those moments. Well, you're not saying that, but you can yeah. see it on your faith. Yeah. And as a leader, this is something that's very mm -hmm. important. Don't try to save people from the conviction of God. Mm -hmm. That's good. Don't try to save people from God's conviction, from yeah. the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit's conviction. Mm -hmm. Let the conviction do what it's there for. Mm -hmm. He gave it for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what leaders do is they try to lessen the load of God's conviction on somebody. Mm -hmm. And so the people never get to fully change. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as much as I wanted to like save you mm -hmm. in that moment, mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. need to save you. I needed to let the moment sit right. with you. And that's how you grow people. That's mm -hmm. how you help people mm -hmm. to grow. Yeah. It, it, it would be like, you know, if Luke could actually lift, say, you know, 50 pounds, if, it, you know, if he could actually do that. Uh, but he's sitting there and he's like, I can't do it. You know, if I can't do it. And I don't let the weight, you know, prove that he can do it. Mm -hmm. In other words, mm -hmm. yes, you can do it now. Give it all you got, mm -hmm. you know. And then he, because what happens as soon as he, he actually does it, mm -hmm. then what's going to happen in his head? It's going to be the moment where he breaks through, yeah. Yeah. where he fi figures out, mm -hmm. I can do more mm -hmm. than I ever thought. Yeah. And uh, for me, one of those moments was boot camp. I mean, most you know, most Marines after graduating boot camp, this is not entirely true, but most Marines after graduating boot camp, they literally think, 
uh, I can do anything. Mm. I can do anything. Well, that's very helpful when you actually come to the Word. Mm -hmm. And I realize I can do anything, and through Christ, mm -hmm. I can do anything. Yeah. And having that sense of, you know, through, if I take Him by the hand, I can't lose. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a moment that defines you, and you can apply for the rest of your life. So yeah. if, I, if I tell Him He can do it when He thinks He can't, and then He actually does it, yeah. mm -hmm. it's going to be a breakthrough moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it was with y'all. Y'all, I let the Holy Spirit's conviction sit on mm -hmm. you. I didn't save you from it. Mm -hmm. And now we find out what kind of character you have, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And what you did, and this is, this is a growth key too, and we'll figure out how to say this is, you took the conviction and you let it do its work, mm -hmm. right? Versus, I've seen many people over the years that come to that place and they can't get over their pride. They can't move to humility, and so they, t they hear the conviction, they feel the conviction, and then they just blame me for being hard mm -hmm. when I'm actually trying to break them through that ceiling. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys didn't do that, which was very good. I know you mm -hmm. felt it. I know you mm -hmm. felt it. But you said, okay, we're going to listen. This is why we're here, and we're going to grow. Mm -hmm. And you did it, and all of a sudden, I mean, within days, mm -hmm. you were different people mm -hmm. because you had you'd realized. And, and, and that's another great thing about you know, about growth is it really is when you find out you need to change something, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I find out that I'm wrong in something, mm -hmm. I used to, I got really mad at myself and mm -hmm. I would beat myself up because I was wrong. You know, I don't like being wrong. You know, I'm, I do not like being wrong. And, uh, but today the difference is if I find out I'm wrong, mm -hmm. I, all I did is I just broke the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And so I just, when I find out I'm wrong, I realize, and I have this truth, that means my life can get better than what it has been. Right, that's yeah. good. It's about to be better than mm -hmm. it ever has been yeah. because I just found out something that was wrong, and now I can make it right mm -hmm. because I have the revelation of it. Mm -hmm. And so a growth key in, you know, in that moment is give yourself to conviction, the mm -hmm. conviction of yeah. God. Give yourself to the conviction of God. Don't fight it. Yeah. Don't fight the conviction of God. That, there you go. That's good. That, that, that's what you put down there. there. Go. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, on, uh, just uh, another thing that came to my mind was uh, when we went to do the broadcast with Brother Tracy. Um, I was here for, what, a week and a half? Two weeks? At oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you were uh, brand new. Yeah. I, was, I was fresh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I remember there was just a situation that took place in the lobby. Yeah. Um, uh, like. Yeah, that was like, well, this is interesting. This is, this is testing Buddy really fast. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, but I, I remember there was just a situation that there was something going on in the spirit that I didn't recognize. Yeah. Because. It was a demonic influence trying to influence what we were doing mm -hmm. that day. And, and because, like. I mean, wherever the heck I was, like, I, I wasn't at a level where I, I could discern that. Mm. And, um, and so... You I'm, thought it was just normal stuff happening. Yeah I, yeah, I thought everything was just normal. But, like, but your response to it, you, you were attacking a demonic influence. Yeah. I, I didn't see it that way, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, what's happening? I, I don't... Conflict. Was my face red? Was my, probably. It was probably, like, beet yeah. red. I just remember, like, I'm like... I've only been here for a week and a half. I don't understand what's happening right now. Like, um, pastor seems really mean. <laughs> but, I, but at the same time, I knew the Lord planted me here. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, like, I had to keep telling myself, I know I don't understand what's happening right mm -hmm. now. 
but I know th this I do know I'm gonna grow in this mm -hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> whatever happens I'm gonna grow because yeah because God told me to be here you know yeah. I'm not, he's not gonna tell me to be here and then you know change his mind so like um it like so it we did the broadcast you know and then on the drive back I'm just like confused I don't know if I asked you if you just brought it up because you knew that <laughs> I was like going crazy um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you were saying, like, there was a demonic thing that was going on. And yeah. all of a sudden, like, all that just nerve and stuff like that just kind of went away. And I was like, really? Like, that changes everything, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But, that, but then it also humbled me to a point where I recognized, I, like, there is so much, you know, it just spiritually yeah. and, and discernment elite. Yeah. Like, like, that I have to grow in. And, sure. so, and so if I see a situation... You know, because I knew I was planted here. If I ever saw, that's why you always say, if you see something that I do, you know, that yeah. doesn't make sense to you, ask right. why I did it. You know, yeah. ask questions. You say yeah. that all the time. Uh, now I, th like, that's a perfect example you yeah. know, of that. Because then I, once I had that revelation, I, I realized, okay, um, you know, I have a lot to grow in just discernment-wise. But also, you know, if you do something that doesn't make sense to me logically. Yeah. There's a reason why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there's something that I'm missing. And humility, you know, humility will drive me to a point where I figure it out. Um, yeah. You know, where, where I ask you, hey, this made no sense. Why? You yes. know? And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you, you can clear it up in like five minutes and all of a sudden, you know, or if I and don't. And what, what would have been a wedge yeah, it is now actually a building block. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if I didn't come to you, all of a sudden, like, that would just be irking me, you know. Yeah. And, and, yeah, like you said, it would become... So, and, and Barrett put up, it's a statement that we have, and this would be the next growth key, is mm. ask, mm. don't tell, ask early and ask often. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's a great, great thing. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. When you see something that you don't understand, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's a... Um, I've, I learned that definitely by, you know, years of pastoring mm. because I watched people get sidetracked by things because they would have a moment like you did that day. Mm. And then for me, so I'm like, well, we're about to find out if Buddy's going to make it or not. Like, <laughs> week yeah. one. Week because, one. Yeah. Because literally, and used to, I was scared of mm. those moments because mm. as soon as it crosses your knowledge, it crosses your comfort level. Mm. You have to decide what to do with it. And am I going to submit to this yeah. mm -hmm. wisdom and knowledge where I'm planted or not? Yeah. And, um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm watching this thing play out that day. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a lot of people that would, I would have lost right there, yeah. you know, uh, in that moment that day, yeah. uh, because they didn't have knowledge of what was actually happening. And they saw it from a, natural yeah. physical perspective instead of a spiritual mm -hmm. perspective mm -hmm. and didn't realize what was going on or mm -hmm. what was actually being handled in the yeah. moment. And um, it was, it's one of those things where I've watched, I've seen that same kind of situation, not the exact thing, but that type of setup many times before and people that, you know, a week ago were going, this is the greatest place ever. Mm -hmm. And a week later they're gone. Yeah. gone and I've watched that mm. and it many times is because we we are really not as humble as what we think and mm -hmm. I ask um I asked a question the other um you well, I think I made I made the statement talking about 
Or do we go to church to grow and change, or do we go to church to, you know, tell the pastor what he has right, right and wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> and then when you think about it, but that's actually what most of the church in America has been doing mm -hmm. is they'll go in and visit a church. Mm -hmm. You know, why do people stay at a church for, most, for, mo for the most part in America? They stay at a church because they think that what the pastor is preaching is right according mm -hmm. to their thinking. Yeah. But the whole point of church is to grow us to the fullness of the stature yeah. of Christ, mm. to the curve of Christ, yeah. which means I'm not there yet, mm -hmm. which means there's a whole lot I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so for me to uh, constantly be in agreement with my pastor means I'm not growing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it means yeah. I'm not, I've got no growth room, yeah. you, you know, in that way. And uh, now over time, like, you know, I could like what Barrett put up about ask, don't tell. She's been here long enough. She knows what I would say to those things, mm -hmm. you know. So she has, you know, if, if here's where I'm at, she, she's gotten, you know, 60, 70, 80% of the answers that mm -hmm. I would say on that, which mm -hmm. I would say those things because of biblical reasons, mm -hmm. and I would go back to Scripture and things like that. Mm -hmm. So she started to learn those things. Well, now we agree on more, mm -hmm. Right. So what's supposed to happen is people are supposed to grow to the place where we agree on more. It says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Yeah. So if once they agree, now they can walk in unity. Mm -hmm. Now they're a force. Yeah. Now they are a yeah. force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Uh, but what happens in most churches is they are not looking for, they're not looking to grow and change so that they can agree and be in unity. Yeah. They're looking, are you preaching what I like? Well, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's democracy in a theocracy. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that yeah. is you have, thinking that you have a vote mm -hmm. on what God's telling, mm -hmm. on what God's saying. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's not a dictatorship either. You know, mm -hmm. there's, I just told the story in Impact University the other night about how Deb, uh, who, who is on our leadership team and she oversees so many things and is such a great, you know, great mm -hmm. Uh, person and asset and blessed by God and skilled and we just love her. Uh, but she came and she challenged me on something and said, mm -hmm. Pastor, I think you're doing this wrong. And she built up the guts to say that, you know, and, and what she found was I asked her questions about it. I had to take it mm -hmm. seriously. Uh, but when I found out and I heard the Lord's voice and what she was saying, I made that change mm -hmm. and I shifted it and she was right. And I did, I was wrong in an area, but I couldn't see it. It was from a good heart, but I'd missed it. And, and so it's not a dictatorship. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a family unit mm -hmm. that grows together. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the way, you know, church should be in that yeah. way. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's a great thing of growth. And for her now, she, you know, and for her and others around, she could say, Hey, pastor mm -hmm. changed that, mm -hmm. you know, um, not too long ago I came and I said, Hey, I've, you know, said this doctrine for a long time and I have to change it. You know, mm -hmm. um, several years ago I did a series on, the two parts of life. And um, I, I apologize to the church, you know. There has to be, yeah, you were there. And um, there has to be that growth on at every level. Um, you know, nobody here on earth has arrived mm -hmm. at, at a, well, I know everything. You, oh, you know everything there is to know about God? Mm -hmm. No. 
<laughs> you know, there's there's stuff that they say wouldn't even be written in the Bible. I mean, right. the world wouldn't be able to contain the books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we think we know everything that there is to know. Nobody mm -hmm. here has arrived, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's a matter of us humbling ourselves in mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Any other story or something that points out? Um, not that I can think of. Yeah. I can think of a whole lot of conversations <laughs> that I had with you and Pastor Nicole about uh, just my work situation and yeah. the patience that you guys had and walking through that with me. Um, if anybody's watching from my work, I do appreciate my job so much, and I, but it was a pride check for me. Yeah. You know, it was a really big pride check for me, mm -hmm. and it took a lot of growth. It was not like the revelation, <laughs> like the finances for me. Yeah. I really had to walk through that. And... Um, just a little backstory, you know, I had um, worked with adoption, foster care, loved it so much, took such great pride in it, which is a, like now that I see now, it was a huge red flag because I was like putting all this pride in my abilities yeah. and what I was doing, the good I was doing for the world, you know, yeah. um, really, really not good. And so then God um, led me to uh, a Christian ministry, awesome stuff. They're doing really awesome stuff for the Lord and for the community. Um, but I didn't like my position there. And I've told like, the, them there and everything. Um, but I didn't like where God had placed me there. And um, it took a lot in of... The in the flesh. In the flesh. <laughs> I didn't like that um, because I, it didn't, I seemed like too worthy for that, you know, mm. uh, for that position. And Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole really walked me through that um, in the character building that God was doing. It, and it reminded me the... Maybe a day or two after we had gotten here, you had walked us through a PowerPoint of, you know, building our own house. And, yeah. you know, whenever we let, yeah. whenever we try to build yeah. our own house, um, we might be able to build like a nice, pretty little home, you know, and the root and the foundation looks really nice. Um, but God had so much more planned, yeah. you know, and yeah. I was really trying to build my own house um, and exactly what I wanted to look like social work, you know. Yeah exactly like that but during this time God's been building this foundation for so much more than that's what we right. could even see and that's yeah. been such an awesome time walking through that um, I'm so thankful for it now was not very thankful the first few months yeah. walking <laughs> through that but that's been a huge growth Praise for me. God. and that PowerPoint um, of just seeing mm. the what the vision that God has for us compared mm. to the little neat tidy house mm. that we often just want to have our lives be yeah. it's so different yeah. And if we're yeah. willing to humble ourselves like that, God's able to expand yeah. it so much yeah. more. Well, and see, and this is something that's important with like experience and different things. It's mm -hmm. um, so for me, and, and this, you know, is for me when y'all first came and like the statement of the conversation we had in the car and mm -hmm. what you wanted to do and, mm -hmm. you know, your, your approach to jobs and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Nicole and I both saw both of those things. We we're like, okay, you know, and, uh, you know, we could see right through it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because one, we've been there. Mm -hmm. Two, we've now helped many people in those areas. Mm -hmm. And so the stuff, and this is important for growth, the stuff that you couldn't even see mm -hmm. when you're planted in the right place, your leader a lot of times will be able to see it mm -hmm. and uh, they'll know about it. And yeah. multiple times, you know, I've said things to people and said, you know, here's what you have, you know, here's, here's what you're going through. They're like, I don't see that at all. And I'm thinking, of course you don't. That's why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why that 
you need to open yourself up to the possibility of this and mm -hmm. hear, you know, hear this. This is actually causing you to trip up. Mm -hmm. This is causing you to hit the ceiling, keep bumping your head against the ceiling, and you can't see past it because, you know, you're you're blinded to it mm -hmm. at this point. And that's why I'm here to help take those blinders mm -hmm. off as a as a leader, as a pastor. That's why I'm here. And when we realize that, uh, and and the the truth, I think, in the American church is pastors have not been pastors. Many people are in the position of pastor that probably aren't called to actually and gifted to be a pastor. And, um, you know, so many people have not been hands-on with the sheep. They've not been involved enough in their life to disciple them mm -hmm. and to see those things. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have the giftings to do that. But when you actually get into a church where the pastor is gifted to be a pastor, mm -hmm. uh, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, though, and, and this is interesting, and, and you, will, you will probably feel this as well. I've never seen anybody not feel this way. Uh, so don't take that as a challenge. <laughs> but here's the thing is, um, we don't like being handled. Mm -hmm. I don't like you being that much in my business. Mm -hmm. That's that The flesh mm -hmm. doesn't like the light of God shining on mm -hmm. it all the mm -hmm. time. And so what happens is many people will come in and they'll eventually, at, at the beginning, at, originally, they'll oh man, this, this guy's got revelation I've never heard before. I got room to grow here. Mm -hmm. But then when you feel like you've arrived a little bit at those moments, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you start backing off and you don't share as much. You don't mm -hmm. ask as much. And you feel like, well, he's, he just wants to be involved in my life too much. It's the same heart mm -hmm. that he had at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's just pride has crept mm -hmm. in because now you think you know a little bit mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done that. I can't tell you how many times. Don't want to tell you how many times. <laughs> and uh, I've seen pretty much everybody do that mm -hmm. is where they accept. They humble themselves at the beginning mm -hmm. and then six months to a year go by mm -hmm. and they start to you know, close mm -hmm. the doors back off because they feel like I've gotten everything that I need to out mm -hmm. of this leader. I, I've, you know, I don't need to open myself as much. So they stop mm -hmm. asking mm -hmm. questions. They mm -hmm. stop humbling themselves. Mm -hmm. And before they know it, they allow a wedge to be driven mm -hmm. in. Yeah. And uh, they feel like that it's just the same thing as what you felt, you know, at the mm -hmm. beginning is yeah. they feel like, um, there's not much more that can be added. Mm -hmm. And so then you get in place and you find out there's a lot more I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the way it is. Actually, when you get to the place where you actually kind of know how I'll start to answer things as mm -hmm. a leader, yeah. we're just beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're just mm -hmm. getting started. And, yeah. and Barrett can attest to that, you know. Um, there's and, and people that have been here for years. Actually, Barrett, get, grab a... Get a mic, and I want you to come up here and maybe sit on the seat behind and just share your heart on that, too. But uh, a lot of times, that's when the real growth mm -hmm. actually happens. Yeah. The first is like an appetizer. Now yeah. we're into the real stuff because the real growth happens uh, through perseverance mm -hmm. yeah. and through longevity. Mm -hmm. That's when real growth really starts to happen. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead and come sit back over here. And uh, Welcome. because a lot of times, see what people are looking at and, and hear this. This is a huge point. Mm -hmm. This is a huge point. Mm -hmm. 
most people count growth as trivia, hmm. but God really counts growth as character. Hmm. Yeah. And so That's character good. is not established in just what you know. Yeah. Character is established by heart change, mm-hmm. yeah. by who you are. Mm-hmm. And so you can get trivia in this first year, mm-hmm. but who you are, it will be established over a period mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. And that's when the real pastor goes into play, mm-hmm. is when you think that you've arrived mm-hmm. in trivia, yeah. in, in facts and knowledge. This, this is huge revelation. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I've never had the Lord give it to me like this, mm-hmm. but real growth is heart change and it's, mm-hmm. and it's character change. Yeah. Because here's the thing, if, if you grab a whole bunch of knowledge, you can go and preach it, and you can even be anointed and gifted to do it. Mm-hmm. But if those pieces of that pride have not really changed, mm-hmm. those seeds of it will stay, and yeah. then you'll go 10, 20 years down the road, mm-hmm. and you'll implode, mm-hmm. and you'll hurt a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And only longevity and time to mm-hmm. work those things out in character and to see those little bitty things where you can still see those seeds that of pride or whatever is left, a good pastor will see those things and be able to help you root those mm-hmm. out. And, um, and that way, you'll be solid so that when you go forward and now mm-hmm. God's blessing and anointing really starts to mm-hmm. fall on you and, and it gives wor- what the world would call growth, mm-hmm. you'll be able to uphold it because your character will mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. The gift will make room for you, but character will keep you in the room. Yeah. 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 The okay. gift will make room for you, but good character will keep you in yeah. the room. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing how many people I've seen grow that come to that revelation after they've, they've mm-hmm. had a fall. So. I feel like I could write a book called The Things I Thought I Knew <laughs> <laughs> Before Pastor Brian, Life BW, <laughs> pre-BW. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> this is one of my favorite topics because I feel like I have... So much experience. You have a doctorate in it. I do. <laughs> but I, you know, I too, like Buddy, when I, when I got here, I had all of these things that I wanted to do and just jump in very much like taking the bull by the horns and just running. And I had no idea how much growth I truly needed to do. Right. Really, even years after the fact. Um, like I remember the biggest highlight to me, you know, I was here about a a year and a half when I got married. Where am I looking? Hi, I'm looking there. Um, (laughs) I was here about a year and a half before I got married. There's there it is. (laughs) (laughs) And I had done a really good job of hearing a really good job of receiving those nuggets and things to pre, you know, I was leading the youth. I was doing all this good stuff and I got married and <laughs> all of a sudden it got brought to the surface super quick. Mm-hmm. Hey, Barrett, you did a really good job of fooling yourself. And <laughs> you had all this stuff in. <laughs> you did really good. <laughs> um, and it felt super. <laughs> it was the worst because I, to quote Buddy, it was the worst. Because um, I, I genuinely thought that I had dealt with stuff because I lived, you know, before George, I lived by myself. I, I was with you and Pastor Nicole all the time, but I still had time to go and not really have to deal with things. Um, and I, I just buried it. And when it got brought to the surface, it truly was like one of those moments for me of, okay, are you going to live 
yeah. what you say you're going to live. Like, are you going to live by the words that yeah. you say you believe mm. and what you preach, or are you going to just choose to not deal with it? And yeah. while I would like to say that I like confronted it head on, there were months that I tried to run from it yeah. because it felt like I couldn't grow to that place. Like mm. I couldn't get over this stuff or it, it, it couldn't get fixed within me. Yeah. I, I felt so broken and ashamed. I think it was more shame than anything yeah. realizing I had so much growth to do. And yet I'm in a position, God's put me in a position of leadership. Why lead? Yeah. Like if mm. I'm this broken, why lead? Like if I suck mm. this bad, why do this? Like <laughs> I'm I, like, literally these were my thoughts that almost took me out because yeah. I, I listened to them. Yeah. I didn't just take them captive. I'd talk to you and pastor mm. Nicole about it after a day or two of listening to them. And then yeah. they'd get mm. so rooted in me mm. that it was like, I, I'm, I'm never going to fix this. Like this is never going to get better. Yeah. I truly believed that. I was like, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose the church. I'm going to lose my husband. I'm going to lose everything that the Lord gave me. Mm was my fear and praise God for his mercy. Yeah. Praise God that he doesn't quit on people That's and right. that his plans he's are covenant. He's covenant. And yeah. he's so much bigger than the insecurities that I had mm. about not being good enough that I remember I, we were living here in town and I was at my job and it was after school one day, you know, I was a teacher and I was with these kids and I remember just sitting there being like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with this. This is going to be done today. And I sent you and Pastor Nicole a message. I'm like, I need you to pray. I need you to break whatever's there because I'm done being here. I need yeah. to grow higher and I need you. I need what you have. Yeah. And mm. so I remember coming to the house and you prayed over me and it it broke and you'd yeah. prayed over me before. Yeah. Like it, I'd, I'd been prayed for. I'd, I'd been counseled <laughs> daily. <laughs> like it, was, it was not a once in a while thing. It it's was a few daily. moments, <laughs> a few times. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like, I got to the point where I'm like, shame's done binding me. Like yeah, I'm done being good. scared of this. I'm done being bound yeah. because I'm not where I thought I was. Yeah. And when I did that, it stuff just broke open yeah. and the Lord was able to develop me in a way that I'd mm. never ever seen possible. Mm -hmm. And that was 2016. Yeah. We're only four years later and the Lord has done such a work in me. Am I done? No, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I was done then. I'm, I will never be done. <laughs> never again. But to see, to look back then and see how much fear I was in and how scared yeah. I was mostly because I thought that I wouldn't be accepted and yeah. that I'd lose you and pastor Nicole yeah. and George. Like I, I really thought I would. Um, and now that we've gone. Well, and that's a, that's a, Keep that, yep. keep that. That's a big thing because one of the things you didn't understand covenant. No. And, and so because of that, you were in constant fear of losing the relationship. And one of the biggest things I think that we were able to get through to you is we are not leaving you. Yeah. You can really mess up and we'll love you yeah. and we'll stick with you. And as long as you are after growth, you yeah. know, we're with you and we're backing you and you can mess up royally yeah. and it won't be good and it won't be fun, but we're not going to leave you. Yeah. And when you caught that, mm -hmm. 
And that's what leaders should be. Why? Because that's what God is. Mm -hmm. Think how many times all of us have messed up. And yeah. um, so it's just a huge, huge point. Yeah. And uh, when you caught that we were not leaving you, I think that really helped. And the it Lord did. showed us to tell you that and to get that through to you is, you know, um, because this world is really the, the physical world and all of its social constructs are legitimately made by people that will burn a bridge in a heartbeat yeah. today. And that is not God, that is not His right. Word, mm -hmm. and that should not be the church. Yeah. And when you understand that, oh my goodness, the strength that it gives yeah. to that body to be able to be people that uh, can try yeah. and miss it yeah. and still be together yeah. and grow together. And then they realize, this person's going to stick with me. Yeah. And it's like, the, it's like the military people in the foxhole in the middle of the war. Like, who are they going to trust more than the person that had their back yeah. while bullets are flying? Yeah. And when people see that covenant level, uh, things change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and just to clarify, like, I, I don't want it, Pastor Nicole put up that it was the esteem that I displayed of leading properly and humility in which I hunger to grow that kept me growing as a leader in Boomerang. You know, it's not like I, I wasn't in open sin of all of the, I, I had my, I had junk that needed to get worked on. So it's yeah. not like you kept me in a place of leadership while I was just openly being disobedient and sinning and all this stuff. It was right. just, character stuff I needed to develop. But what I was going to say is, you know, there's a reason that when we talk about being planted and we talk about submission and authority and we talk about why pastors are a gift that I, like there's a passion in me about it because without, I, I say it almost every Father's Day and every Mother's Day, every good gift that I have in my life was given to me first by God, but was I was able to keep it because of pastors. Mm. I don't have anything good in my life had Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole not taught me how to grow in the things of God that I could then keep it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I needed you, yeah. and I, I didn't realize how much I needed you. But truly, like, there's, I don't... And let me, and let me clarify that statement. Yeah. What you, did, what you didn't need Nicole and I, I you needed God yeah. in us. Yes. And the gift, His gift yes. that comes through yes. us because it's Him. And uh, because you know, some people could, you know, some people could, could take, take that wrong. the wrong way yeah. and everything. But that you needed what God would bring yeah. through in that planting. You guys yeah. are my gifts from God yeah. in as pastors. Yeah, and yeah. and so that's what I mean by that. But you know, they're at this point going through that time. You you guys saw me at my ugliest. Like you guys saw me at my at my rock bottom. Like I've never been lower than that moment. And you never once, never once gave up, but only spoke into me. And because of that, there's truly there's something. I thought I understood covenant with y'all. I had no clue. And praise God, he's revealing more and more to me. But now, like, there's nothing you could ask me to do that lines up with the word of yeah. God as God's yeah. will that I wouldn't do. Okay, yeah. yes, sir. Got yeah. it. Understood. Well, and that's the way it's supposed to be is that we build relationships to that place where we can trust each other yeah. on levels like that. Now, to agree and we can walk in yeah. the yeah. unity 
which is the commanded blessing yeah. of God mm -hmm. comes. And so we can truly be a force because mm -hmm. there's trust yeah. there. Mm -hmm. There's well, trust. And you say often, Pastor and Cole put it in the comments too, both of you say all the time, position and direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The position versus direction is huge because so often we'll, you know, with God, it's all a ladder. Like it's, we can always go higher and higher and we'll look up and see somebody above us and think, man, I just stink. I'm not there yet. But are you going higher? Like, is your direction going up? Mm. Are yeah. you determined to grow in the things of God and go higher? That's what matters. Can you go faster? Sure. sure yeah. Could I have gone faster? Yeah. Absolutely. I could have. But I still, scared as I was, I was taking a step, yeah. yeah, a step. And the moment I came to you, that's when the supernatural faith mm. and that gift kicked in to yeah. break me through that point that now I don't cry every time <laughs> you tell me, Barrett, do things better and have <laughs> a breakdown because uh, genuinely, like that's yeah. so stupid. That's, yeah. that's where I was is I would have a breakdown if pastors told me I was doing something wrong because I thought I would lose them. Mm. I thought I would lose everything if I messed up. So I tried to achieve a level of perfect that came out of pride and it was pride. I was so scared of missing it and losing everything that I didn't ever try. Yeah. And now the Lord's really done a work in me to free me from that. Yeah. Well, what kept you in your position yeah. as a leader was your direction yes. towards Christ. Yes. So, and, and that's one of the things. So for instance, had you ever stopped yeah. in your forward momentum, right. forward direction towards the things of God, I would have had to remove you from your position. But and because if you're not going forward towards God, yeah. then you're not fit to be in that position. Yeah. Your mm -hmm. character doesn't have that. But what you did was, you know, did you hit the rumble strips? Did you hit the hurdles during that period I of time? I lived in the rumble strips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt like that in messages a lot. Like, you know, here's another message. Oh, dear God. You know, <laughs> and, uh, but it yeah. was okay. That's what covenant does. It helps get people through those yeah. times. And that's when we build the, some of the greatest connections in our relationship mm -hmm. and in our fellowships is when we go through those rumble strip times, you know. Yeah. And um, those hurdles, were, those blockades were in the road, and you definitely slowed down, Yeah. but you didn't stop. Mm -mm. And that's what kept you in the position because your direction was towards the Lord. You were actively putting to death the deeds of the flesh, like Romans 8.13 says. You were actively putting to death the deeds of the flesh. And did were you doing it as fast as we wanted you to do? No. As fast as you could? No. But were you at, at it? Were you after it? Yes. And that right there is the key to growth in Christ, mm -hmm. is keep your direction towards him and don't stop mm -hmm. and, and work on, don't, don't just let things sit. Yeah. Now, one of the things that held you up, and I'll share this with, with everybody because this is huge. One of the things that held you up was this. And I've done it, and everybody else has too. Before you share, I would have cried like years ago. Yeah, oh yeah. Been like, here's what's been bothering Barrett. Yeah. 
She'd be like, okay, and then ran out. <laughs> that was that was year one. That was Barry year one. And then and then I'd be like, hey, are you okay? And like two hours later, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> no <laughs> smiley face. Yeah. I don't even think I'd put a period I'd, in just I'd, I'd be like, like, do not text me. No period. I hear your voice, you know. <laughs> No, I'm I'm good. I just have to deal with it. <laughs> that was like you know your what? one. Do you remember the phrase you told me to stop saying? What? Stop saying I'm processing. You're not processing. <laughs> I feel attacked right now. <laughs> Serena looked right at me, and I'm like, I say that all the time. I'm processing. That was, that's what I would say to you: is I'm just processing. Stop it, Barrett. Stop saying you're processing. I forgot just about Just communicate. That. I don't say the word anymore. <laughs> Great. I'm not yeah. saving you from Holy Spirit conviction, <laughs> by the way. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. That was the face he did at marking on the game. The <laughs> I need emotional support, Mark. <laughs> um, well, the issue that held you up was this. You wanted, you wanted to change mm -hmm. and you wanted to grow. And you would hear what we would say, and you would hear the truth that was in it, and you would agree mentally with that truth. Right. Um, and you would agree mentally. And then, but you would escape from the emotion of it. Mm -hmm. You would run from the conviction of it, because I don't want to be convicted in front of people because mm -hmm. of self-esteem and fear of the losing whatever. Yeah. So you would escape the moment you would collect yourself privately. Yep. And once you collected yourself privately, you felt like in your head, okay, I agree with it, so I must have now dealt with it because I'm not crying. Yep. You know, and uh, I'm not emotional over it. And so you thought, I've, I've checked that box. Yep. And you thought you had arrived at it. And, and then you, we'd go three months and it'd come up again. And then we'd go three months and it would come up again. And we'd go three months and, and uh, it'd come up again. Mm -hmm. And then you'd get frustrated. Like, why is this not dealt with? You know, I thought I dealt with this. And what you had done was you had agreed with it, with the thought of it mentally, which is basically just you fix the surface. And so as long as you could take it and not break down, you felt like you had arrived, but all you had done was you had just gotten the surface of it and you had hid the root. Yeah. And so the root had not been dealt with those things to change. It had not gotten down in your heart, even though you agreed with it in your head. I had pressed down, shaken together, and running over my emotions. Yes. <laughs> you had pressed them down. Yeah. And uh, you got very good at hiding uh, that the root wasn't changed. Yes. And so that actually tripped you up and, and it took you a while because you realized I need to deal with the root of this. And when you started doing that, you just went boom, 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 and grew mm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, you, you grew in the mental, it goes right back to what I was just saying, you grew in the trivial knowledge very quickly. Mm -hmm. you, you would agree with things very quickly in your mind mm -hmm. with the truth of the word in your mind, but you wouldn't deal with the character issues at the root right. and get down to what was actually going on uh, deep enough where you could actually have heart change. I'd band-aid it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I said that you're putting a band-aid on it and you felt like if you could just hold it together that you had arrived at and that wasn't it. It was a character. It was character issues, mm -hmm. root character issues. 
and um, and trust in the Lord okay. and faith in Him and not fear and and uh, these are all growth things, you know. Mm -hmm. So growth is so much more than just growing in trivial knowledge. Yeah. And um, if you haven't watched the the message that I did a couple of months ago at the Holy Spirit service talking about the flow of knowledge, you need to watch that. Yeah. That's a huge revelation. Mm -hmm. And the church, the American church, has been steeped mm -hmm. in the false uh, side of that. Yeah. And yeah. so... Well, I'm I'm just thinking like when I was a pastor like because oh I, I can I can hear your <laughs> yeah. I know I, I I'll make this short but I, like I no, can that wasn't that wasn't for that <laughs> yeah I want to hear what you had to say no um, but I could hear your heart in that you know what you were just saying with Baird because yeah. like being a pastor you know especially a youth pastor um, like I I could see when when people you know needed help you know yeah. like you you can tell and like how like I would reach out to people and they'd say oh, no I'm just I need to figure this out on my own, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or I'm processing. Because, like, as you're sharing this, I'm recognizing this is something I, that I, <laughs> when I say I'm processing, what I'm actually doing is I'm just kind of suppressing the emotion. I'm just, you know, like, I'm processing through it, but, like, but I, I can be using that to, to just avoid, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do, you know, to yeah, figure it out. Yeah. When, in reality, I just need to be giving it to God and letting yeah. him work, work it out. But anyway... Like, just being a pastor, like, I could see when people would say things like, oh, I just need to work this out on my own. That, uh, what, what I found often is they would begin to backslide at that point because what they're actually saying is, I don't need help, you know, I'm just going to get in my soul, I'm yeah. going to get in my brain, and I'm going to think through this yes. whole thing until I think myself out of, out of mm -hmm. where God's plan is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like... And they actually disconnect mm -hmm. from the body yeah. in that moment, mm -hmm. and you know that's not God's design. It's yeah. not you're His uprooting. Way. Yes, and um, yeah. and so like like I, like I can just like what you were just saying with Bear. Like for some people, it can sound harsh, like and critical. But what's actually happening is you're seeing like a relationship that over years has gotten strong enough to where yeah. we can talk about these yeah. things. Yes, because. We w we want to take you to a higher level, yeah. and we don't want anyone like any of our viewers to like like we we don't want you to fall into this idea of you know you just got to figure it out on your own. I, I've heard people say this way because this is the holy way to say it. Oh, I just need to figure this out between me and God. That's oh, the yeah. holy way to say it. Yeah. But it's it, you're just saying the same thing. Like it, and, it, and it's and it's rooted in pride because yeah. you're saying oh, I'm going to figure this out on my own. Um, rather than humility, help me through this, help me figure this yeah. out, because I can't figure this out on my own, especially in those moments when the emotions are taken over, when, mm -hmm. when everything just seems overwhelming. That, those are the moments that we, need to, that we need pastors the most. Those are the moments yes. when we need, because yeah. those are the moments we're not thinking clearly. Yeah. You know, the moments when we're sitting down and our rent's due the next day and we don't know how we're going to pay it. That's the moments when my thinking is probably a little, you know, skewed and I need someone to help bring me down to just, this is what's happening. This yeah. is what the Bible says. Because we, we oftentimes we we can probably already know those things, but but since our emotions might be getting all over the place, we need a pastor to sit us down and be like, all right, you know, let's pro like not just process through this together, but hey, let's be led. Let's let the Lord, you know, figure this out with us. And and that's that's where that's where unity comes. You know, that's where where we come stronger. You know, that's where we grow to new levels. Yeah. You know is when we stop saying, I'm processing it, when really what we're saying is, I, I just, I'm going to do this on my own, and I'm going to, yeah. you know. By, by saying that and heading down that route, we're mm -hmm. actually disconnecting from the planting. So mm -hmm. we're disconnecting. Yeah. We're holding the flourishing back. 
Yeah. You know, we're holding what God actually wants to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you don't need to have your own time with it. You yeah, do. Sure. You mm -hmm. absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's not the only thing that you need. Yeah. And, well, and many times we use that as a crutch to just back away so that people don't see our vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what we're doing. We're selling the good side of yeah. us. Yeah. And that's what you were doing. You were yeah. selling the good side of you, and you were trying to protect uh, people from seeing your vulnerabilities, yeah. which is part of the reason why I say when you go into a church, don't present me with your spiritual resume. I'll see your giftings. Mm -hmm. I'll see those things probably pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to know who you are, and ultimately, if you all you do is present your spiritual resume, then all you're telling me is I've got pride still in the way, which means I can't even use you. Until you're welcome we get that for the lesson, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. No, you, you, the point that you and Buddy were just making um, is it really was key for me. You brought this to me, I don't know, two years ago, year, I don't know, not super distant past, but the difference between logic and revelation or like logic and the anointing mm. is a totally different ball game. Yeah. And that's, that's the message that pastor saying, go back to listen to. But what I was trying to do when I would say I'm processing it is I would logic it out yeah. and I would get to the place where my mind agreed with it. Like you said, yeah. like my mind mm -hmm. agreed with this is dumb. Like I do need to be delivered from this. Like I do need yeah. to stop doing whatever, but I hadn't placed, I hadn't given, given myself truly to the anointing. I hadn't yielded. Yeah. I hadn't yielded to the anointing. I My mind agreed with it, right. but I didn't let myself yield. Yeah. And because I didn't yield, that's what held me up because yeah. I had mental smart on it. Mm. I, I, and that's why you told me, stop processing it because yeah. my logic was getting me all these answers that were not helping me, yeah. but the anointing which is the thing that ultimately led me to the place of freedom. That's yeah. what I needed. I yes. needed to get over my mind. Yeah. It's not wrong to think. The anointing breaks the yoke. Yeah. The anointing breaks yeah. the yoke. Not logic. Yeah. Logic doesn't do mm. anything except make you clever. Like yeah. the anointing is what frees you. So yeah. a key to growth is being the anointing. Like yeah. get yield to the anointing. Yield to the And Lord. the anointing brings true revelation yes. and true knowledge. Yes. The anointing, you have the which is the anointing. You have the anointing and you know. Yeah. So it brings true knowledge. So the knowledge that you're actually going after and the and the breaking that you need is actually found in the anointing, yeah. not from not which is goes back, we'll put up the link to that uh, teaching, but you yeah. really mm -hmm. it it's a major, yeah. major point to understand. And it unlocks yeah. It, yeah. literally everything for me. Like yeah. at, after the anointing broke that on me, it was not long after that Dr. Richard came for the very yeah. first time. And when he first came was the first time that joy had really broken out in the yeah. sanctuary. Mm -hmm ever, um, yeah. unless I'm, unless I'm forgetting something. It was the first big wave of it anyway. And I remember yeah. him praying over me and being on the floor and the Lord giving me a choice. Like I felt to laugh and I'm like, Nope. Yeah. I don't want to. And the Lord was like, do you want to go back into figuring it out or do you want to stay free? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And, yeah. and that, that moment really freed me from, from people. Yeah. Because I was so scared of people, had been so scared of people, yeah. I'd held myself in. Yeah. But when that, when I chose Jesus, it just changed literally, literally yeah. everything. 
Well, one of the things that I was, what you just brought up so important because I was literally thinking about that example. So when the joy of the Lord breaks out and people are just laughing and rolling on the floor and everything like mm -hmm. that, that totally does not make sense to our logical mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to the world. It looks foolish. It doesn't make sense to the logical side. But what you see a lot of times is when the joy breaks out on somebody, what's the first thing that they'll do? Right. The first mm -hmm. thing they'll do is they'll cover their mouth or cover their face, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And why do they do that? They're trying to contain it. Yeah. They're trying to, they don't want to show their vulnerability. Mm -hmm. They don't want to yield. And that it really is a function of a lack of yielding to what the mm -hmm. Lord is doing in their life, which is actually the same thing that you were doing, yeah. mm -hmm. covering up those roots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm which causes them not to grow. So see, one of the beauties of the simplicity of the joy, and the same thing with like, one of the best things that I ever did, this truly was a breakthrough, is when I went down to Pastor Rodney's and they, they're filming everything. And I mean, their camera's all around. If the joy breaks out on somebody, they find you. <laughs> the camera's going to be on you. Yeah. And I remember thinking down there, like, I don't want the camera on me, you mm. know? I, and I'm thinking, I'm, I don't, I'm conscious of myself. I don't want the camera on me and everything. And the Lord asked me this question. He said, do you want me more than you mm -hmm. want to put on a good appearance? And I was like, yeah. And that moment was a breakthrough for me some years ago now because I decided, mm -hmm. Lord, I don't care who sees me. I, I need you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want you. Mm -hmm. I need you, Lord. I want you more than I care about my reputation yeah. in the minds of a religious people. Yeah. My, my reputation in the heart and minds of a religious mm -hmm. people, in the heart and minds of unsaved people, I don't care about. Yeah. I did, but I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. I want you more than that. Yeah. I need you more than that. And I said, so whatever you do to me, I don't care. Yeah. And, um, and all of a sudden, I had a breakthrough. And yeah. I, I mean, I just had a breakthrough in it. Mm -hmm. And so now I watch it even now. And, and what we're doing, and we don't realize that we're not yielding. We don't realize mm -hmm. that that's actually a spiritual blockade to the freedom that we actually need. Yeah. And if, if we actually knew that and realized that, it's the same thing. We're covering up those vulnerabilities instead of just saying, look, Lord, here I am. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and if you know, we're we're processing or whatever, and what we're doing, we're doing the same thing, and we don't want to fall out. You know, not because we think it's hypocritical, but we don't want to be seen as vulnerable. Yeah. You know, many times, and there's subconscious things that are going on here, and it's very very important for us to see that and recognize it. Do you yeah. remember what the Lord specifically told Pastor Nicole when she was first learning to worship and putting her hands in the air, and she didn't want all the attention on her? Do you remember the exact phrase? No, she'd have to, if she's watching, put that on there so but we can the, see it. But the paraphrase, from what I remember, the paraphrase of it basically is she didn't want to like raise her hands and be yeah. loud in worship and whatnot. And she, because she didn't want people looking at her. Yeah. Because she thought humility was, well, Lord, I don't want to draw attention to myself. I, I, want, I want to worship you, but I want other people looking at me. This is about you. And the Lord said something to the extent of, do you really think that people are paying attention to you right now? Like, are you so prideful, more or less, <laughs> as to think that people are going to be watching you if you're worshiping me? Like, who do you think they're really paying attention to? And it, it checked her because right. she's like, 
oh, I think people are paying attention more to me than they are to Jesus. And mm-hmm. and it, it, wow. it's yeah. stuff like that that says, you're not the important equation in this. Like, you're yeah. important to God, but God just wants to get his goodness to you. Yeah. And that's where you grow. Well, and see, that is foolishness to a worldly thinking. Right. But yet we see from the Bible that the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of the gospel, mm-hmm. it is the power of God. And so when we learn to be foolish for the things mm-hmm. of God. Now, I'm not talking about weird. I'm not talking about kooky. You know, I'm talking about you flow and yeah. you yield yeah. with the Lord. Um, you know, I'm not, anyway, um, <laughs> I had some, some things come to mind about kooky, kooky people. You had examples. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have some I've lived through and seen. And, uh, but I'm not talking about being weird and kooky. I'm talking about truly yielding to the power of God, and it's a, there's a beauty in it. And when we learn how to yield to that, truly, the power of God, the anointing of God, breaks things off of our life so that we can grow. Yeah. You know, it's like breaking through the ground so that now we can, yeah, as a plant, receive the sunlight and truly grow into what we're called to be. Yeah. And uh, that's, but we have to give ourselves, you know, that seed must fall to the ground mm-hmm. and die. Lord, let me you know, kill off any part of my flesh mm-hmm. so that I can bear your ground and grow Amen. to what you've called me to be. Mm-hmm. Amen. And um, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Y'all have anything else to close? Well, we've gone long. <laughs> Just a little bit. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I uh, hope there's still people watching. I'm not even sure at this point. <laughs> but, uh, there's a couple of people, at least on Facebook. Hallelujah. And uh, so we love you. I've seen several people. So if you want to sow into it today, uh, we just praise God. And that's a key of growth, too, is that we are, um, thank you. Uh, somebody just put up, there's the link to uh, the flow of knowledge. Praise God. Thank you. Um, one of the things that's so important is that we, you know, give ourselves to vulnerability our vulnerabilities even in our finances as well. And when we open up ourselves and say, you know what, I can't do this on my own. I can't have prosperity and abundance in my finances. Lord, I need you there. And we open ourselves up to that. That's when truly we break through the ground even in our finances as well. So if you want to sow today, uh, you're welcome to. You can give uh, on Facebook. You can type in hashtag donate and the amount following it. Uh, Or you can go to givebc.org. And let's just pray right now for anybody who's giving and sowing. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Lord, in their lives, let it be multiplied supernaturally, exponentially, and quickly in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you, we worship you, we give you the glory, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. Well, hallelujah. And uh, uh, Miss Hope says she loves y'all and misses y'all. Oh, we miss you too. Notice she said yins. That means yins. she's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, is we that love like you used guys. Uh, no. It's it's Y'all it was here. you guys. Then it was yins. No, it was you ones, and then it yes. turned into yins. 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 I'm yeah. still processing that facial hair. Is what evangelist Stephen <laughs> <laughs> do? What Stephen? He's, he's still processing your facial hair. Oh, I just saw his comment. Yeah. I got. You. <laughs> 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 That's all right. It was kind of like yours the other the other week in your hairdo. Did you see his? 
I mean, he had a full out afro. Like, no. And, oh, I got the picture. Uh, it's that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, to... <laughs> <laughs> it was full out. I was like, holy cow, I did not know you could do that. <laughs> the power of gel is real in yeah. Stephen Hurlburt's hair. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. You're, you're correct. People have no idea where that hair would be without the power of gel. <laughs> he said, that's true. <laughs> we love you. And uh, we just praise God for you. Thank you for watching today. If you haven't done it already, share the broadcast. Uh, do y'all think that today's uh, message will help anybody? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> you do? Yes. Amen. I was so glad. Thank y'all for being here Amen. and sharing personally, you know, about that and your growth. And <laughs> Michaela's yeah. laughing. Yeah, Michaela are the two. Yeah. <laughs> we have our two watching from West Virginia. <laughs> I miss y'all very much. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, we have Impact University. We have an intake starting in January. Yay. And uh, if you would like to be a part of that, you can be here. It's always best if you're here, but you can also do that online. And uh, we've got some special things coming up. Yeah. Uh, we love you. I don't know what we need to wrap up with. but Amen. Join us tomorrow at 1130. We're going to have another brand new episode. Tomorrow's a I was going to say Bible trivia. Is it Bible no, trivia? No. We moved that to Wednesdays. Oh, we did oh, move it to Wednesdays. I know. I want to tell them about some stuff that's coming up. Go for it. All Join right. us tomorrow at 1130. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So Amen. Uh, on Friday, we're going to be showing you about what happened, what went down in Mexico. <laughs> what went down in Mexico? <laughs> you like that? It sounds intense. <laughs> I'm really excited Friday, Friday. What went down in Mexico? We're going to show you the pictures and video. And uh, man, God moved. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to also talk to you about when you sow into the Lunch Plus and What's Right. What are you supporting? You know what? What's actually happening as you partner with us to do those things? And then. Um, so that'll be on Friday. And then next week is Thanksgiving week. That'll be a little bit different. But the week after that, we're going to go into five revelations that will take your life to another mm -hmm. level. Um, five life revelations uh, that I, you know, took me years and years to get a hold of. Uh, but I'm going to share them with you and talk to you about them and explain them. So that'll be in two weeks. And that's coming up. So, Yay, amen. Yeah, that's exciting. Hallelujah. See you the tomorrow. <laughs> the Love you. Bye. Amen. Bye, guys. <laughs>